but Terrifier 2 is living up to its name, but apparently being way too terrifying. Like, when you're an adult, it's rare to get scared or freaked out by a horror movie. People are vomiting all over themselves. They're losing consciousness sitting in their chairs. Some who have seen Terrifier 2 say they passed out. Some even say they threw up. An ambulance was even called during one movie showing. Vomit bags are being passed out to customers lining up to see Terrifier 2. The movie is so disturbing that some fans have been fainting and even vomiting in the middle of the theater. Art the Clown is relentless and with absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Another said the guy behind me passed out cold and crashed into my chair and I heard a guy puking hard and loud in the bathroom. Another said Terrifier 2 is so gory I puked in my popcorn. But I'm talking broken bones. I'm talking salt in the wounds. I'm talking scalpings and flesh removal. I mean, they know what Terrifier is. Why would they leave? And they, I you think know what I mean? maybe, maybe they're thinking it's a more mainstream stream type of horror movie. This is not mainstream. If you're looking for, you know, I don't know, <laughs> just like a cut run-of-the-mill horror movie, that's not what this is. Horror's newest icon. Killer clown, very original. Well, I mean, you would come up. you would think that. That's why Art the Clown is so great. You think, well, it's been done a million times. No, he is the scariest clown ever. The movie theater experience is back thanks to Terrifier 2. We have a very special guest with us today. Now, for a guy who doesn't speak, he sure makes a lot of noise. All the way from Miles County, please welcome Art the Clown. To the nightclub, where we are the one who sucked the sergeant at arms. <laughs> I, I did have a rhyme, though. I was going to say, uh, we are the ones who slice and dice. And good Lord Jesus Christ, tonight we're talking about slasher films and perhaps the most talked about horror movie of the year, Damien Leone's Terrifier 2. Hell yeah. Yeah, boy. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Hell yeah! Yeah, cut. Travis, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> that's the neat, neat new little tool over there. That's Grindhouse's talking board, motherfuckers. That's, that echoes through the fucking ether to remind me to move, move on. I guess. Um, I'm Travis Maxaboon, as the talking board revealed. <laughs> Captain Howdy <laughs> of the Clown Cafe tonight. Um, hey, joined by that donkey trash. <laughs> It's me, Donkey Trash Dickhead Rickles. <laughs> Why are you a dickhead, though? 
because I'm like that chick in the clown cafe with the popcorn, the one that just eats it by dumping it on her face. Yes. That's me. She's the best. Wrap them by the clown cafe, your favorite meals on wheels. The menu is disgusting and it's full of special deals. Hell yeah. Nothing here is good for you, so grab yourself a tray. Cause food's, food's a, little a little honey food. at the clown cafe. Food's a little honey Shut at the fuck. clown cafe. Oh, god damn it. Okay. <laughs> that's fucking, that's the man behind the talking board over there. Motherfucking beast master, beast mode master. Beast mode master. Yeah. That's Grindhouse with a why? <laughs> because fuck it. Fuck it. Terrifier thoughts. We got to do the slasher segment. I, I, I want to get there. I want to get there too. But let's get there. I'm gonna chop that part of the theater experience, and I'm gonna put that after all this. Yeah, um, we need to get the, the less shit out of the way. Yeah, list time. List all right. Shit. All right. My- Welcome to the nightclub. We make lists and stuff. <laughs> and that put, that's roll the music. There it is. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. the ones who will make you a list and you will obey it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> obey the list. <laughs> God damn. I made a grocery list and you will obey it. I want some goddamn pop tarts, some popcorn, any pop cereal, anything that pops, like that popcorn that bitch. Shores, popcorns, pops, yeah. pops, Yeah. So, do you want to go? Do you want to go all round table and make it take a long fucking time, or do you just want to go each of us top five? Um, I I think we could all each go a top round five. table it. Oh, round, round table it. Well, round table okay. it. It'll be fun. It'll uh, be fun. Ricky wants that fun round table. I'm a round table. Fun round table. Okay, so. Here's my little spiel from each. <laughs> Sorry. I love you. No, I love you. Travis, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, this is taking too long, Travis. We got to move on. I can do this <laughs> part later. Play. I'm just playing. I'm I can do playing. it later Go and on. just put it in. Go on. I want to hear it. It'll sound great. Go ahead. From ancient Rome to the silver screen, audiences throughout the ages have enjoyed watching people inflict brutality and violence, particularly on one another. With the advent of the motion picture, it wasn't long before artists and filmmakers started capturing all of life's bloody delights on celluloid. What is likely the most popular subgenre of horror is the slasher film, which can be defined loosely and include any other number of subgenres. At its core, however, these films reflect our desire to see what twisted acts one person can commit on another, or in tonight's case, upon many. A slasher film usually involves a stalk and murder scenario where the killer is inspired by some action or ideology, 
or supernatural force, what have you, that motivates them to kill. And most killers in these slasher films use weapons to snuff out their victims, and this helps add to the lore of some of our favorite villains, some of our favorite series, and some of our favorite movies. Early influences of slasher movies include Italian crime stories or giallos, German films known as crimies, and psychological thrillers that sparked the golden age of slashers, or what is defined as the classical era, starting around 1974, fading out in the early 90s. And from the mid-90s to the early aughts, we had the self-referential era, followed by the neo-slasher era which we are in today. Common tropes of a slasher movie can include a revenge story, a small town or isolated location, gory kills carried out by killers who are sometimes masked, and a bunch of horny teenagers who get picked off one by one until we are left with <laughs> the final girl. Not every slasher is beholden to these plot devices, and I'm sure we'll discuss a few of those in our list of top five favorite slasher films. So, uh, I'll kick us off if y'all want. Yeah, kick us off. Kick me in the balls, Daddy. I like it. (laughs) I'm going to get rough with you with this first one. Get rough. This This is your number five, right? This is my number five slasher film of all time. Look, yeah, I got seven of them, so don't worry about it. Awesome. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do this thing. I can't count. Maybe you should go first. (laughs) I I went to public school. No, you go first. Oh, goddamn. All yeah, right, I'm gonna make it complicated. Yeah, We're professionals. This is the nightclub. This is the nightclub. <laughs> You're in our house. Number five from T. Boo. Owen, number five. Yeah, <laughs> that's extreme. That's all. That's fly orifice disease right there. That's that's it's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's when flies come out of your eyeballs. <laughs> hey, what, Travis? With all these antibiotics I'm on because of this dumb little tooth, people always talk about being able to shit through a screen door. I could shit through a storm door right now. Fuck okay. yeah, but <laughs> Hey, you should be in Terrifier too. Oh, I sit in that chair and just... Yeah, nah. just shit blood everywhere. <laughs> Tribute to the shit pile. Cause... Oh, you shit, you shit blood too? Well, we can be best friends. <laughs> Y'all, no, guys. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a list. Yeah, yeah. Number five. Number five, and speaking of things that fly, uh, Candyman from 1992. Oh! Yeah. I love Hell this, yeah. this movie because it's got that urban legend aspect to it. And Tony Todd as motherfucking Candyman is one of the goddamn best. Unparalleled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, the dreamy aspect of it. The fucking atmosphere. urban gothic dude, bro. Just fucking rad. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. And I'm I would, mad that it's not on my list. I would say this is on the like edges of a slasher, but yeah, yeah. no, it is though. It's there. It's my I'll that's it my number you. five is fucking Candyman. Kid. I'm a I'm a piss y'all off with one of my choices, but I don't mind. I hate to put things in order because it just bugs the shit on me because I changed my mind. But uh, I'm gonna throw in Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Ooh, fuck yeah! I think he was a great slasher, and I think that he used every tool in his book. He always did it to like a super legit soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, but he was also so clearly fucking insane. But like the people around him just somehow magically didn't notice it. 
Right. I just love that because I hope that one day I can be that insane and nobody notices. I'm already there, cuz. Nice. I'm gonna. I was gonna say. Wait yeah. till I see. Wait till I see that business card. <laughs> I'm gonna be over there mad. Like, oh, listeners don't know about that shit. They don't know yet. They're gonna mm-hmm. know. They're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Just It'll so work. the listeners understand, Grindhouse's list and Ricky's list are not. I guess. Well, no, Grindhouse. How are you doing your list? It ain't. It ain't top five slasher films. It's. It's what? Uh, it's more like series or people that like 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 a character caught me at a moment because I mean the reality is. I could go back to when I first started watching horror movies and I could put in so many different ones. Um, yeah. yeah. But after working all day to put together notes for Terrifier 2, I was like, oh, fuck. Top five slashers. Shit. So I did it in the last like 45 seconds oh, wow. <laughs> and put together a solid list. Well, I, I've been I going was working on my list at work for a little while, but then it got hectic and I couldn't work on it no more. I love how we knew that this show was happening weeks in advance. This is amazing. Yeah. Nightclub! Nightclub! In, uh, in, my, in my defense, you guys know me. I have been balls deep in Terrifier 2 for months now. Yeah. And, I, and I love this movie, so I wanted to give it its due cause when I was doing my notes. So Due cause. Rickle Bickle, what's your number seven? Oh, no, I'm starting <laughs> with number five. Oh, okay, go ahead. I already told you I can't count. Number five. Mamu. Evil oh. dies tonight. Oh. Yes! The best Halloween movie that was ever made. Oh, I love Halloween Kills. Fucking evil. evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight is my number five. Fuck evil yeah, boy. It might as yeah, well it does. Shit, son of a bitch. <laughs> best kills in the whole goddamn series. Best kills. Best ridiculous mob of people ever. <laughs> it's, it's just... I'm going to preface my list. When it comes to slashers, I like them schlocky and fun. Okay? Mm-hmm. My list is gonna reflect that. I like them schlocky, but dark as fuck and fun. My number four favorite slasher film of all time. This should come as no surprise if anyone listened to a, a, the previous episode Evil we did with Evil Dies Tonight. Evil, Evil Dies tonight. tonight. Everyone listened to with the uh, the Chuddle Boys. I went ahead and broke my own goddamn rule. I'm putting Terrifier on the list. All right, from 2016 oh. or 18. Yeah, fuck Hell it. Hell to the yeah. It's on there. And for obvious reasons, go back and listen to the episode Shuttle the Nightclub, and you'll hear all about why it's a fucking 10. Every it's a 10 out of fucking, fucking 10. 10. Yeah, everyone yeah. needs to see it before they die. Tell your grandma, tell your best friend, tell your cousin that you may or may not be married to, depending on what <laughs> state you live in. Yeah. Tell the gimp in your closet. Tell everyone <laughs> they need to watch Terrifier. I am going to go with the old school. Evil dies tonight! You go old school Halloween cut? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, 78, boy. Michael Myers and what he represented as a slasher. Um, and I think I've talked about this before. Like, he was the guy that could just be in your house. There wasn't. Yeah, he could be. Like, you were in suburbia, and you could have forgotten to lock your doors like a dumbass. And he just shows up, and he just kills your ass. Something about that. Always just loved it. Mm-hmm. See, we don't do that in the South. We leave our doors unlocked because we just sitting at home praying. Hoping somebody's dumb enough to come up in the house. Yeah. Unannounced. <laughs> we just sitting there stroking it like tonight's tonight. I can feel it. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight, boy. <laughs> in I my mood. Feel it. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, evil dies tonight in Moxham's cut. In Moxham's subdivision yeah. cut. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah, but if you're in Mamu, you're not going to be found for a week. So no one's going to really know where tonight no. was. No, you, you, you're right. 
Some of them have never been found. Uh, Ricky, what's your next one? You're going to laugh, but it's uh, Terrifier 2016 for all the reasons that I've already mentioned. Because mm-hmm. it's a fucking 10. It's the fucking best. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it right there. It just it make two people's less. Okay? Two out of the three. Grunthouse, you're, you're, you're slacking. You're slacking hard. Yeah, bro. We told you you better have it on the list. No. <laughs> you're going to get spanked. We're going to spank you. In the Discord. Okay. Well, I, I live to be spanked, so you're not really scaring me. Ooh, don't threaten us with a good time. But Going no. on to my next one. My no, it ain't your turn. Yeah, it is. It's mine. He said Michael Myers. Travis. You said Terrifier. It's my turn now. No, it's Travis, my turn. Travis, fuck, Travis. fuck you, little stupid box. I'm next. Hey, don't disrespect the talking board. The talking board. The talking I call board. It the talking box at first. Ta- <laughs> it's, it's my Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Don't re- disrespect his talking Ouija board. My number three favorite slasher film of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, from 2003. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, bud. Now, hear me out for a a moment. Um, Listeners, go back to episode 10, Saturn in Retrograde. I gave my thoughts on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that episode. And, uh, you know, it's a fucking 10. But there's another 10 out there. I saw this movie in theaters in 2003, directed by Marcus Nispel. And, uh, I mean, to this day... I still love the way that movie looks. I still love the characters in it. That dude making himself puke over and over again. Oh, God, man. That scene is so fucking gnarly. And Leatherface has never been more in, in like intimidating or fucking terrifying. Like, never. In the original, he was a stumbling, bumbling fuck. Yeah. He was still he menacing. Was my stumbling, bumbling fuck. He was still menacing at, at like the very beginning, but when the family oh, yeah. gets introduced and it goes bonkers, batshit bananas, then it's like, right. you know. The, then they the whole family becomes the character, and then the movie right. just takes you to fucking two thousand one a space odyssey, except in Texas, in the cannibal house. Um, <laughs> but the O three, I know what you mean by that. All those fucking close ups and shit, and the faces. <laughs> that's part. Of, that's part of the cosmicism, dude. It's part yeah, of. That's it, why it's cosmic as fuck, bro. It's cosmic horror. Cosmic oh, yeah. horror, yeah. So that's a cosmic horror film. The new one, slasher. You know, the, the, yeah. Oh. F- <laughs> No, they don't Minus. have to. They'll be converted if they go back to episode 10. I explained how it's cosmic. Yeah, you did. They love I it. I remember the blood on the van. Oh, bro. All that shit. So, yeah, Texas Chainsaw from 03. Boom. There it is. Now, Grindhouse, now it's your fucking turn to speak. Okay. One more one more thing about Texas Chainsaw 03. Sorry to cut you off. Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. She bae. Oh, Jessica she bae. Biel, Jessica Biel was my first celebrity crush that I ever had in my life. She bae. And so, I want I want to say her scene walking up to that house in that movie. Oh yeah, it's a it, and it's a cool recreation of the same scene from the first movie that you know is also rad. And the girl from that one was also big in that part. But yeah, you know what I'm getting at. Anyway, oh yeah, proceed. That's you, Grindy. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah grind, it's your turn. My bad. Gr- gr- grindy and Rickles are my co-hosts <laughs> <laughs> with Rickles and Grindy. Yeah. <laughs> We're Table. like some little puppets. I want a picture where like vaudevillian characters that look like Art the Clowns, and we're just like Table Rickles and Grindy. Hey. Oh, I'm gonna go with um my buddy Freddy. That's what I'm gonna go with. Just the entire series. Yeah, um, I saw that. I th- I told the story watching that movie for the first time at the foot of my parents' bed because that was the only place we had a TV. My parents were asleep, and then I have to go with that because it just fucked me up when I was younger. Still to this day, like 
I sort of avoid the original because it still scares me. His so, long, his long ass arms in that movie freak me the fuck out to to this day as well. I don't. Yeah, because they can get you. Oh, down the alley. Down the them alley. long arms can get you. Well, them long arms will reach around the corner and tickle your butthole. Cause uh, you're yeah, my girlfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> this is God. Yeah, that uh, part's red. What are we on? Part number two. Uh, number three. Y'all ready for this? Because this is some serious shit. Sleepaway camp. Oh, I, I, I knew. I knew. I knew. First of all, Angela Baker is one of my favorite slasher characters of all time. He, she is rad, and I've got, I've got a lot of arguments about to why. <laughs> let, let, let's not even get into it. We're, we're not talking. <laughs> one day we'll do an episode on sleepaway camp. Yeah, it's coming. It's Angela coming. Baker is a 10 out of 10. This movie is fun as fuck. <laughs> it's one of the most fun movies I've ever watched. I can watch it any day, any time of the day. Sleepaway Camp is absolute. Sleepaway Camp absolutely deserves my number three spot. Maybe even my number two spot. My number two. And I'm not going number two with this one because it's the original. Mm-hmm. From goddamn, I think it's 1988 or 87. I can't remember. Child's Play. The, the, I loved Brad Dorif. I love yeah. his voice. His performance. His face. His face is, is also Bay. Brad Dorif is Bay too. People don't yeah, know. Brad Dorif is Bay. People don't realize. But Brad Dorif is Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of another movie I'd love to cover one day is the original Child's Play on, on the show. Heck yeah. I love the voodoo elements that hits close to that not maybe, that note Lahome ball. Maybe after three more end of the year episodes, that can be our new franchise. Child's play? Yeah, I'm just saying. Hmm. Just I like a thought. That. I like just that a thought. thought. Once like- we finish Phantasm, we're gonna need another franchise. I want to ponder that thought. I like that thought. Hmm. I like That's that a- thought. Let me let me feast my eyes on that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Grindhouse. Tim and Eric reference. Grindhouse, you need to have that on the talking board. It needs to be on the talking board. Let me feast my eyes on that. <laughs> yeah, dude, Chucky it, Chucky is fucking unrelenting, too, in this movie. I want to say he, he's a great example. He's like a little Terminator. He's like scurrying around this apartment, <laughs> and he can't, he can't be stopped. No matter how much you try to kill him, he can't be killed. I never thought of Chucky as a little Terminator. <laughs> he's, a little Termi- he's a little voodoo Terminator doll. I love Child's Play, too. The hard part for me was the remake. Ooh, and... I love the remake. Yeah, me oh, too. See, I sort of don't. Aubrey Plaza in there tied up at the end. Well, she was, and she was like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know I bring that up every time the movie's brought uh, up. Yes, but... well, it, yeah, you have a bondage thing going. That's fine. Nope. <laughs> no judgment. No worries here. Right, Just thanks. I'm like, glad. I'm glad that you're you're so I, tolerant and inclusive. Yeah. I, I wanted to love the remake, and I just couldn't. <clears throat> what you can do is you can go number two, cut for me. Um, mm-hmm. right now, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say anything Friday the Thirteenth, except the remake. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jason is such a badass slasher, and he he does such a good job of. I mean, going through the movies, like even getting into into part six, where he encounters that group of like corporate people on a retreat, and he just uses what they have at their disposal. I love him going up to Jason takes Manhattan. I and you know, he pops out of the fucking subway and he's looking around like just that stinky wit boy. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Mine too. My oh favorite my God. Jason. He's just awesome. And, and and you're right. He is he spends most of the movie being like wet and covered in moss and just yeah. still somehow slowly stabbing people. 
Yes, with, yes. That, with that yellow ass fucking hockey mask. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. That, oh, that's the best what? mask in the franchise, if you ask me. It's the oh, best, Jason. No, he's, and he's just he's just so awesome. And it's always weird to me that like between Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Friday the Thirteenth, how the victims are always just young people that are just trying to get laid. So it's like I wonder if people that write horror movies grew up and like didn't have a lot of friends in college and stuff, and just they're just angry at people that got laid more than they did. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, probably a mixture of that and just really horny people uh-huh. that were like, yeah, we got to make put some sex in there. Awesome. Throw some my, sex on it. Throw my, some sex. My number two, <laughs> anything Friday the 13th, except the remake. <laughs> I love it. Travis, what's your number two? It, it's your turn. Oh, fuck. I'm a professional. Is it number one time? Nope. It's number two time, and that's uh quite serendipitous because my number two on my list is the movie we're covering tonight. Oh, shit. Oh, Terrifier 2! It's long, it's strong, and it's gonna get the friction on, cuz! <laughs> I don't even have to say why. I'm not even gonna explain it right here, because no. y'all are gonna find out later. Yeah. Boom. Alright, my number one, and it includes the fucking remake, is also the entire Friday the 13th fucking series. <laughs> the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> the whole thing. All of it. I love it all, man. Even yeah. the first one. Even the first one. I do love it. It's just my least favorite oh, one. Yeah. But I love real Jason. He's not supernatural hey, until part fucking six, Ooh. by the way. Just throw that out there. He becomes zombie Jason in part six when he's resurrected Pamela by goddamn Frankenstein. Mm. It's not about Pamela. It's about Jason. Fuck Pamela. All right? <laughs> got one movie. She's got ten minutes in one movie. She's glorious for ten minutes. She's amazing, though. She yes. is. The first half. <laughs> the, fir- the, the first half of the franchise, you get realistic. You know, right. <laughs> Flasher shit happening. The second half of the franchise, you get comic book zombie Jason, and then he which goes, is my favorite Jason. Yeah, he is the best Jason. Then he goes to hell. Then he goes to space. Which is my favorite Jason. Then he fights your boy Freddy and whips his ass. Yeah, yeah, cud. And yeah. That, and and then you get hamster Jason as like the cherry on top. So yeah, we have Jason on Mars. Is like that the next one? Oh, so. Just- well, he's like on Ghosts of Mars, but with Jason killing everyone instead of those ghost dudes. If you follow those um those fan films, those those Friday the Thirteenth fan films, Never Hike. Yeah, they... Never Hike Alone and Never Hike Alone in the Snow. I still so, need to watch those. They follow the Ghost Jason character, so there's a new iteration of Jason. So there I you like go. I like that concept. Grindhouse, you would like these these fan films a lot more than uh the re- oh you've seen them. G- give me that ghost that ghost boy. Good job, that buddy. cold ghost boy. <laughs> <laughs> that apparition jason could that's my number yeah, one is the whole fight that of the spiritual 13. that spiritual voorhees mm, i like spiritual that. voorhees is my new uh post metal post metal grindcore band name oh shit that spiritual voorhees vortex boy you just yeah, like boy. ash williams flying through that bitch into another time oh fuck now we're cosmic oh yeah. all right all right all right we gotta move on, move I just on. See, number I one just see, i just we're see getting it. too cosmic Ricky having his dinner, and he's eating with a pitchfork and an axe. Yeah. That's badass. Give me that. that. That's how everyone does it in Mamu, Louisiana. But, yeah, we all eat with pitchforks and axes. But I'm I'm, 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 I'm a small dude, so I got like a, I got a tomahawk. I'm just chopping away a little bit. A little tomahawk and a um, A shrimp fork. A shrimp fork. (laughs) (laughs) Something to scoop caviar. 
I'm fancy God like that. Damn. Yeah, Groundhouse, what's your number? Goddamn one. All right, so I'm fucking, I'm gonna go ahead and violate all of our fucking rules, but I don't really give a fuck, so that's fine. I think I've told you guys um pretty repeatedly here how I I got out of horror for a while because I thought it was something that the people around me wouldn't get, and like mm-hmm. it, it it would put me in a place that I didn't want to be. Um, mm-hmm. and then when I saw this movie, it made every hair in my body stand up. It made my balls shrivel. It made my brain <laughs> hyperdrive. And it made my wiener pop out of my pants and wave to the audience. <laughs> I'm going to go with Art the Clown, Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah. I've said it, and I will continue to own it. This movie is a fucking masterpiece. Yes. Masterpiece of horror. It is a masterpiece of slasher. It is a masterpiece of blood, guts, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, bud. I love a killer who doesn't give a fuck. And I love even more a killer that has fun while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. That's that's your final thoughts from Grind Out Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fucking brilliant. I know people have talked about maybe the movie being a little too long. And Ooh, I've got go- some words. I've mm-hmm. got some words for that. I've got some scissors. Well, and so do I. But, oh, oh. but, here's, but here's what I'm going to tell For a group of people that make a movie for a quarter of a million dollars, has a longer theatrical release than your fucking Halloween ends piece of shit, just for the fucking record. <laughs> These people know what they're doing. They brought something magical back to horror, and horror has not had that magic in a long time. Horror has been dark, and it's been bleak, and it's been witches and demons and whatever else. To bring a new slasher into the realm and to make him both popular and likable like yeah. I like art. I like what he does. He I is like... definitely the new big top of horror sl- icons. I mean, he is that fun. He's the king of of schlock right now. I mean, he really is. And and we're yeah. gonna revel in it. I don't think he's schlock. I think he is the king of the mentally ill. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I don't care what you think, people. I think I think by schlock he means over the top. Yeah, thank you. That that kind of schlock. Like this yeah. is so over the top. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say I love a schlocky slasher movie. Something that's just bonkers, comic book, over the top, like, out there. Yeah, and we, we, we can get into, again, how this is a sort of Marvel-esque comic book sort of movie. But let's save those thoughts for the film itself. Ricky, cap us off. Give us your number one slasher of all tizimes. You know already know what it is. I'm going to assume it's goddamn... Is it Leprechaun in Space? No. I don't know. I, no, okay, well then it's I don't... It's Madman, bruh. <laughs> oh, I'm Fucking Madman Mars. <laughs> oh, that, that fucking cosmic Sasquatch daddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm running so around sorry. Chopping people's heads off with the hood of a truck. <laughs> Watching people take hot tub baths together and circle around each other like vultures. Yeah. <laughs> Watching a bunch of weird teenagers tickle fight. <laughs> Listeners, go back and listen to our episode, Pointless Sacrificial Sprinkles, or something like that. It's something some, like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, it, we, we cover TP, bro. Oh, yeah. The TP best. is the best. He is the best. He's Bay in that movie. The music. Oh, yeah. He's definitely well, Bay in that movie. Mars is I mean, Bay, Mars but, is Bay, too. Yeah, but, he is Bay. I mean, that goes without question. Mars is the most cosmically enlightened slasher so far. I would uh, agree. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, 
may, maybe Art's going to pass him up in the cosmic oh, realm, but maybe, maybe. But but right now Mars holds the crown of cosmic slashers because Madman is a cosmic horror slasher movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't care if you don't agree. You know what? You could fight me, or you could come to my house and <laughs> dig a trench around it, and we could go World War One all around my house and see want, what happens. Well, you want to do I that? Want a- that. You want to do it again? Yeah, yeah I want that. Second Please. Yeah. Please come to my house and dig trenches. Well, I will say, shoot at me. He really wants this to happen. I now, do. I will Here's say, my I, address, 1123. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 Start getting a bunch of weird letters. <laughs> from yeah, from, or, in, or from people, India. People showing from, up. Or people showing up. Just right. Like, 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 oh. our, our second biggest audience is hey. in India, just saying. Nice. Yeah. 16%, 16% say. of overall downloads. Come here, India. Shit. I love wow. you. Yeah. Let's drink a beer I will say this. and I hang out this. and cook. What? Travis, shut the fuck up. Yes, I agree. Uh, I wasn't even talking. That was Ricky. What the <laughs> fuck? Well, I don't have a Ricky shut the fuck up button. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. I will have one. No, 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 no. I will say this. When it comes, <laughs> when it comes to um, like slasher movies and, and like uh, killers and whatever else, when it comes to Halloween movies, honestly... You guys need to check out Christmas Bloody Christmas. I mean, I like I know Ricky loves movies that are cosmic as fuck, and this movie is cosmic as fuck. Oh, I'm watching it tonight after we're done, bud. Don't even worry. I mean, we're having Halloween on Christmas right now with this movie that takes place on Halloween during the Christmas month for us. But I think we are. But I think I think it's also fair for me to say the thing that I watched the latest that I thought was the most profound in Christmas Bloody Christmas is it. The characters in that movie, like I said, it, it reminded me of a nightclub episode because it was so fucking crazy. <laughs> was so I love it. Happening. And with this movie, there is a guy in there, and I'm just going to say that he is a very cunning linguist, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. That's a an cun- awesome hip-hop group. I'm a oh, cunning linguist. Cunning linguist. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I know you are, but the, the the whole movie is so psychosomatic it's just ridiculous it's just fucking ridiculous i still have my number seven and six because i can't count oh you ready for my number seven yes (laughs) scream ah yeah i'm feeling a little woozy here Ghostface is the best he's a stumbling bumbling awesome group of guys (laughs) that i love we're just a couple of crazy mouse killing you kind of guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you went from five to one, and now you're going from seven and six. Nightclub. Yeah. Nightclub. Night Evil dies count. to nightclub. Okay. No. Yep. <laughs> Number six. Yeah. This one's going to probably make someone mad. Yeah, it does. <laughs> this is going to probably make someone mad, and, and that makes me happy. Yeah. Malignant. Oh, damn. It's like a... It's like a mix of V for Vendetta and goddamn Basket Case, two of my favorite movies of all fucking time, oh. and I love it. Oh, the, Basket Case. God, I fucking love that. I'm the backwards man, the backwards I man. Love that. I love that movie love so much. Me and Teresa saw it in theaters, and I was so happy that I literally exited the theater <laughs> and the building backwards. Yeah. While I heard people <laughs> complaining about how horrible the movie was. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck did I just spend money on? This is the guy that made the conjuring, and I'm just walking backwards <laughs> like, fuck yeah, it is. I want to see the uh, that fucking crickety crackety man from Conjuring 2 walk backwards throughout the house. Hell yeah, bro. My favorite right there. 
I love that you put Malignant on your list, though, dude. Like, that movie yeah. is so dope, and James motherfucking Wan is a beast. It's God fucking damn. Giallo. It's fucking Slasher. It's fucking... Dude, it's it's such a genre-bending. Ooh, and Grindhouse was loving awesome that. shit. He said he loved that Hennenlotter OG, so, you know, yeah. we, we gotta do that prequel to Malignant right there, that, that spiritual... Yeah, that spiritual prequel. predecessor Voorhees prequel. <laughs> we gotta do Basket Case on the nightclub! Give me that cute little tumor boy. <laughs> like, like the world's biggest and liveliest skin tag. It's awesome. <laughs> well, like, cut- like the skin tag on Trevor's balls. I was going to say, who cut him <laughs> off Trevor's balls? <laughs> Trevor's balls are Belial, dude. I'm not sure. Don't you think that Belial might be might be your other ball? Anything? Oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> that would be amazing. Cool. <laughs> It looked like that when they cut it off, bro. <laughs> With the little arms. Oh, it was gnarly. It was Daddy, it was coming out Daddy, the back of my head, that. gnarly boy. <laughs> it, was, it was it was playing that fucking EDM Pixies music, gnarly. <laughs> I don't even know. God oh, damn, I love Malignant. This has been awesome. That was a little slasher subgenre deep dive and top five for all you motherfuckers out there. Go check out all those movies, all those lists. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into it, guys. We're gonna begin tonight's midnight ritual of Terrifier Two. What you're gonna want to do for this movie is, is you're gonna want to go ahead and um, reincarnate yourself into your own body, right? And then go visit the clown cafe. Machine guns shoot the fuck out of a lot of people. You're gonna They're Tommy guns, boy. <laughs> His Tommy gun don't believe him. All right. <laughs> It don't. It don't. You're gonna want. You're gonna want to shove popcorn in your face like Rickle Bickles, and you're gonna want to shit on the floor and get swifty because it's time for Terrifier Two. Fuck you. And you're gonna want to roll roll on Molly and then explain to everyone. You're gonna want to Molly explain everyone after. <laughs> you're gonna want to Molly explain to everyone, bro. And I just want to go home. You're just gonna want to yeah. go home. Okay? Yeah, boy. Just take me home. Before the midnight ritual, make yourself some mashed potatoes. And shove them in your mom's head where her face used to be. Fire 2 is a 2022 American slasher film written, directed, edited, and produced by Damien Leone. It's the sequel to the 2016 original Terrifier and the third film to feature Art the Fucking Clown. This time, 
and like the first time, or the first Terrifier, rather, played by David Howard Thornton, who is now a motherfucking legend. I mean, it's 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 already coming to pass that that this is this is what's happening. Leon wanted to develop this movie after his original film was a banger. I mean, it, it turned the horror world's head. You know, everyone was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" It unfortunately, while it was being funded or filmed after being funded, it was uh, affected by the covid crisis quote unquote Mm -hmm. that hit the world and shut the whole sheeple world down so the movie had to stop production but uh it came out swinging all right a little bit about this movie the cast here again we got david howard thornton motherfucking art the goddamn clown but Mm -hmm. equal billing in this movie goes to lauren lavera as Mm -hmm. sienna shaw she is fucking amazing and did yeah did a lot of her own stunts, by the way. Yeah, she's and, she's rad. She's she's like a uh, black belt martial artist or something. She's into martial arts and cool shit like that. She noticed me once on Instagram. Hi, hi, babe. <laughs> I made a funny comment, and she was like, "Oh, I like that." That's dope. It was a Billy Madison reference about peeing your pants. <laughs> You're not cool unless you pee your pants. Yeah. <laughs> We also have Elliot Fulham playing her brother, Jonathan Shaw, and Sarah Voigt playing Barbara Shaw, their mom. Uh, a few other Elliot char- Fulham has a YouTube channel called Little Punk People, where he yeah. interviews punk and metal bands and stuff. I've been a fan of his for years, man, and when I found out he was going to be in this movie, which I've also been waiting for for years, I was, like, stoked. Well, and David Howard Thornton is going to be in Night of the Living Dead 2. So Night of the Living Dead 2? Correct. So... Let your brain digest that for a minute. I'm gonna have oh, to do some some. Shit. I'm gonna have to hop in the old search engine uh, after this show. Emil McLean plays the best fucking supernatural addition to this movie. Emily Crane, or oh, yeah. as Grindhouse called her, the Pale Girl, or as I'm gonna call her, Amelia, because that's her name, and we don't have an official name for her. Even though Emily Crane might be, I don't give a fuck. We're calling. I don't want Art and Emily. I want Art and Amelia. God damn it. They're the fucking duo. They're the best goddamn duo since Batman and Robin. Okay, cameo by yeah. Chris. By what Chris happened Jones. to Art and Vicky? No, fuck Vicky. Uh, Dude, Vicky's dope. I don't care. They're not a. They're not a duo though. Like these. No, they're not. They're not. They're no. not. All right. Well, if you shit out, if you ever shit out Art the Clown's head, then I'll remind you that that doesn't make you two a duo. I'm just. That? I think. Well, then you know what? It's a fucking. It's a fucking threesome then because I think Amelia put it there. We'll get to that. Chris Jericho makes a cameo, all right? That's for all my wrestling boys out there. And yeah, Chris Jericho. And Samantha uh, Scafidi, I hope that's her uh-huh. name, reprises yeah. her role as uh, Victoria Hayes. So yeah, there you bye. go. There, also, Felissa Rose does appear in in the film. Yeah, yeah. as Mrs. Principe. Yeah. Principe, with, as, her big, with her big dick energy, come yeah. and yell at all them kids. <laughs> well, she's the school principal, but her name is Mrs. Principe. Not What's people. really cool about this movie is that Leon, when he envisioned this movie back in 2008, he had the idea for an angel warrior, like this grand heroine, right, to battle Art the Clown. And he finally got to put that character on film. That is Sienna, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. So oh, of Valkyrie. Of Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the character is. I, I, to me anyway, from like all my nerd shit, she's a Valkyrie. That, that's like, There's that's nothing like, nerdy about Valkyries in Norse mythology, bro. Okay. No, 
Well, except there is, but that's fine. No, no, there's not. <laughs> I tell you what, find a Viking Raider from their time period. I don't know, thirteen forty nine or whatever, <laughs> and tell them that they are on some nerd shit. And no. you know what's going to happen? They're going to pull your lungs out of your back. <laughs> Potatoes. This is true. <laughs> Brownhouse's box is going to start derailing the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact that the fact that if you once you get further in the movie, you find out that her her dad drew the character. This is a big piece of this movie for me. Um, having watched it now for the ninth time, <laughs> there's some mystical shit happening here. Oh um, yeah, there's some mystical shit, some cosmic shit. Oh, uh-huh. cosmic shit. But there, there's some gaps that they didn't fill in. And again, this is what I love about this movie is that it doesn't tell you everything. It leaves you, it leaves you like with questions. Leaves but me I, breathless, baby. Reminds wow. me of another franchise I love, Phantasm Boy. Yeah, but but I wonder, I wonder as I'm talking and thinking about this movie. So her dad, right, Sienna's dad. Like I wonder if like he saw a lot of this stuff coming and they talk about um the little pale girl, Emily Crane, and like how she was like killed somewhere and her body was found in like a makeup trailer. I I wonder if like Art the Clown wasn't part of some like weird traveling circus thing and that Emily Crane might have actually been like one of his first victims. Um I think she's supposed to be his first victim or something. Yeah, but so she like cosmically comes along with him on the journey, and I think she's the entity that resurrects him from the first movie. Oh, that's my personal take. And the the entity is taking on her visage. I think that Art the Clown. I think his old job. Yeah, yeah, her visage. (laughs) Well, but the end of the first movie was very Frankenstein. It was very like yes, it was. And all that kind of stuff. It was a very visage, visage. Yeah. That's what you were trying to say. Yeah. I was trying to figure no, out what re- you were remember, talking. Remember, I have the caviar fork. I'm fancy. You Vis- are fancy. Visage, visage. I all think right. Art the Clown. The... I think he I'm was the host of a TV show called The Clown Cafe, and and I think that Emily was his first victim that he murdered in the fucking makeup trailer. Oh, okay. I think I, I think I agree with the fact that Emily was murdered, but I think the supernatural entity that now follows him around. Is the one that yeah. brought him back? Yeah, I agree. So oddly enough, it's like it's it's almost like she's his ghost. As much right. as he's sort of a ghost, that's his ghost. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I brought up Batman and Robin because when Leon was writing the concept for this, the relationship between Batman and Joker was something that he was inspired by to make mm-hmm. uh, Art and Sienna adversaries. You know, and it's fitting because David Howard Thornton has uh, done voice work for Joker stuff, so. There you go. I did well, not know yeah. that. Wow. He's been the Joker. Yeah. Wow. Well, well but it's cool to, to to go into a movie and to have both an antagonist and a protagonist, and you're rooting for both of them. Right. And, no, definitely. Sienna's awesome, and her character is clearly going to come and rise to the top. But at the same time, I'm always kind of like rooting for Art and just to see what he's going to do next. You know, I, I want to see what his next beautiful kill, his next, you know, walk into the Main Street candy store and just fuck that place up. I want to see what he's going to do next. I saw this movie in the theater. I saw it on opening night and I came home fucking giddy. Mm-hmm. I was literally giddy from this movie. The whole experience was fantastic. I think I told you guys um, 
sitting down in the theater, I was there for over three hours, which seems like a lot. It feels like a Lord of the Rings movie. Like, <laughs> holy shit, right? But And just as good, too. There were some previews for this movie that, at the time, didn't make a ton of sense. I sat down. I was comfortable. I watched all the standard previews. And you guys know me. I have been deep-throating 2022 horror. I mean, like a paid escort this year. So <laughs> after all the regular previews, then all of a sudden, we got the, Hi, I'm Stephen King. And there was a preview for Maximum Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it was the whole preview, everything. It had Amelia. Everything <laughs> just awesome about it. And then I'm like, okay, must be time for the movie to start. And then there was a preview for Night of the Demons. And I was just like, my inner horror nerd popped such a huge boner. It was just ridiculous. And then getting through that preview and then the movie start. I mean, I was so fired up and so like on edge for what I was going to see that I was fucking ready for anything. I love how they threw it back with the trailers and made it feel oh, like you yeah, were stepping into the 1980s. Cause that's totally of the vibe that this, this movie and oh, its predecessor yeah. put out. I think it's kind of, kind of funny how a lot of this is all tying together. Um, if it would have been night of the night or what does it know? Just demons, the trailer for demons, that would have been extra cool. Cause that was your first yeah. episode as. Yeah, definitely. And then, then they had maximum overdrive, your first episode as a host too. So, and, and it all ties into terrifier, which we did with the shuttles and yeah, tonight yeah, we're doing terrifier to too, bitch. This spoke Why? to me every way because <laughs> fucking a fresh <laughs> horror movie could speak to me. And like I said, I, I went to a small theater around here. Um, it was not in wide release yet. I think we've we've talked a little bit about you know how movies get put out and you know how things are released. Um, so with Terrifier too, I mean it's like overall a movie that had box office results of eleven point five million. I mean that's just nuts. And and against a budget of two hundred fifty grand. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I've said it before. This is like a Marvel movie doing fifty billion dollars at the box office. It's just ridiculous. So it's opening weekend. Um, it was in seven hundred seventy theaters, and it did one point two million dollars. It's opening weekend. It stayed in the top ten of recent releases for over a month. I mean, so that's just like absolutely something to fucking behold. So it ran in theaters from October sixth through December 2nd. Um, interesting little tidbit of things here. They actually had it um, playing in theaters at the World Cup in Qatar. God um, damn. Don't know why exactly. Honestly, <laughs> don't care, but I, but I think it's fucking awesome. It's Hell if people yeah. got tired of watching someone kick a ball around for a long time, they could go watch a clown kill someone for a long time. Correct. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, and it, at its widest release, it was in 1,550 theaters. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it stayed in the top 10 for over a month. It was released in a bunch of different countries. This honestly kind of shocked me. It was in Norway, Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro, um, the United Arab Emirates, Slovenia, Australia, Russia, and New Zealand. What and the fuck? Damn, they had it in the UAB? UAE. UAE, rather? Yep. Yeah. God damn, that's rad. And apparently, it was very, very popular in Australia. It did close to a half million dollars in Australia. So... Um, Good night, mate. We gonna see us kill some clowns. That's not a knife. <laughs> oh, they were all just judging the shit out of art. Very like... few theaters. So I mean, it did it did just an absolute kick ass job there. But and I think I told you this before. I saw it three times in the theater. Mm. Um, so happy to contribute to the 
domestic gross. Um, yeah. But for a movie of this scale to be to be made for a quarter of a million dollars and to do eleven point five million dollars in the box office, this again contributes to what I think is hopefully a renaissance of horror, and uh, moreover a renaissance of horror not having to be backed by a huge production studio. I think this is proof that we we're definitely in the horror renaissance. I think since about two thousand thirteen yeah. to fifteen is when it started to ramp up. 2017 and 18 just blew the roof off and since then i think we've just been getting one great year after another and the crowds proved it man they went there in droves week after week pushing it further and further uh because it was supposed to be what like a one weekend event or maybe a one week event or something correct one weekend was the original um box office issue and then via crowd outrage they held it over and then they held it over and then pretty soon it was in every. I mean, when, when the when the movie first started or when it was first released, it was not in the big theaters. At least around me, it was not in the big theaters. Um, there's a local AMC I go to. You guys, I've heard you talk about that sitting in my D10 seat. It wasn't there, and it took three or four weeks, and then all of a sudden it showed up there, and it was like, oh look, I can go again. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, when AMC picks you up and and puts you in your theaters and then runs you for an additional six weeks, it means you've got something special. And this movie is definitely something special. That's around when we got it down here. Because, yeah, we have the Grand Theater, and they do Fathom events. Uh, I, I believe that's what they're called. And that's what that's where Ricky saw it. Ricky got to go watch that motherfucker. You saw it twice, huh, bro? Yes, I did. Twice in theaters. And it was fucking amazing both times. I've been waiting for this movie for years. It was cathartic. A sweet release. Like so many fucking guts <laughs> in <Yes>. this movie, <laughs> so much organ play. Oh man, I, I I didn't get to see this in theaters, unfortunately, but I have seen it uh, twice now. Terrifier two saw it two times, and this two is time. this is the first and probably only time that we've covered. Well, we didn't cover the entire franchise, if you want to get technical, because of uh, All, All Hallows Eve. Eve. Yeah, we should cover it one day. It is fucking rad. I'm not going to lie. I'm down to do it. Maybe on a dunes, but yeah, yeah, bud. No, I'm right there too. And like I said, when I came home from the theater, the first time I saw this movie, I, I, I was nothing short of giddy. I was nothing short of just happy and just enveloped in this movie's awesomeness. Um, the blood, the gore, the confusing states of uh, some of the main characters. Um, when you have, characters that are put into a place but at the same time you really can't figure out who they are or what they're doing um and that's everything from the pale girl like i don't know exactly what she's doing i don't exactly know what um and i have some cosmic thoughts and we'll talk about it later um i have some theories so do i so do i Ooh, we get terrifier theories tonight on the nightclub and then you have our protagonist sienna who is bae well, is absolutely Bay, but at the same time, it's like I don't know what her position in life is. Is she supposed to be a high school girl? Because yes. sort of give you that. Okay, hang on though. But then they also have a scene of her in the shower with gratuitous side boob, side and then, boob. And then she is out at the bar ordering cocktails. So she's, I don't exactly know. She's eighteen in a small town that lets you drink. Yeah, I'm from Mamuka. Mamu, dog. Yeah, I've been buying liquor since I'm I was seventeen. Louisiana, you know, we're not all lazy. Well, we can't all marry our cousins and do whatever else. So 
for You've been me so nice a- tonight what the fuck you're gonna slowly a- become a, a bastard it was a little confusing so i i mean but confusing in a good way because don't it, be jealous it, well no it just <laughs> don't be jealous that we get to marry our cousins and start drinking at 16 years old yeah <laughs> a little jealous um <laughs> What I love about this movie, the overarching theme about what I love about this movie is that it's bringing these new characters in, but it's not filling in all the blanks. And I love that. I love that it is not telling you. Yeah. That's probably. That's that phantasm shit. He's like Pinocchio, but a clown that murders people from from the fucking afterlife. (laughs) So so jumping into the movie. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. One last thing. One last thing. I got. I also edit this, man. There's gonna be music before the motherfucker. I got it. You gotta set it up. You can't just jump in. It's not a stream of consciousness thing. There's segments, segments, editing, music, sound design, nightclub. Segments like a human centipede. God damn. Travis, shut the fuck up. Potatoes. As a fellow Stephen King fan, I thought you'd appreciate this, so I threw this in the trivia for you. <laughs> Y'all are gonna make this show fucking hard, motherfucker. Stephen King gave it a shout out on Twitter, saying Terrifier two. Grossing you out, old school. So, oh, yeah. in there for... guys tonight. Yeah. No, I know what this is. I know what this is. I have to deal with it every goddamn time I edit. I know. Um... <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> let's let's roll that fucking beautiful bean footage. film opens where the last one picked left off so we get picked yeah, right back up in the goddamn <laughs> coroner's office well you do get a ghostly image of art walking through an alleyway first real quick though but then yeah you get to the ghastly scene ghostly and ghastly that's what this motherfucker's doing Ooh, ghostly and ghastly that's a red band name mm-hmm. the coroner's trying to call for emergency services right and but then art stands up and he writes art yeah, he does. Mirror. Oh, I just love that. Instead of blood, I wish he would have did it in shit, though. That would have been yeah. awesome. I do like a poopy like art, first personally. Yeah. Poopy art? Yeah. yeah. Poopy, poopy art is, is the best art, though. How about, how about though, this this scene? From the last... Just to bring the audience up to, to, to snuff here. Um, and at the end of the last film, or the first film in this, in this franchise, apparently, if we're going to start with Terrifier, uh, Art the Clown is dead. And gets resurrected by the pre-mentioned entity, aforementioned entity, and um, yeah, like Grindhouse said, he's fucking Frankenstein, and he he's just back now, motherfucker. Uh, and he's making par- parts of his own body out of other people's body parts because the eyeball. Yeah, bud. Yeah. I yeah. love when he sticks that eyeball in there and starts making faces. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> to die moment, like ah, yeah. my eye. It's yeah. all brand new. He's like he and oh the goddamn corner. I guess he had already slit his throat or or fucked. Well, him he up strangled the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. So the dude couldn't talk. Yeah. yeah. My one my one complaint about this movie, and I do love it. The one complaint is that Art magically gets his eye back later. It's just there. 
And it's like it grows back. It's clown magic. Yeah. Don't question I, it. I, I suppose at this point he's cosmic and he's Frankenstein, whatever else. But it's yeah, <laughs> he already <laughs> came back from the dead. He might as well grow eyes. Evil well dies tonight. Yes, he might as well fucking regenerate. I mean, just why not? Evil dies tonight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you get the fucking hammer face. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> You get the hammer face hamburger patty with the 911 fucking phone call right here, bro. Yeah. If you thought we were fucking around, if you thought for a moment Terrifier 2 was fucking around, they quickly let you know. How awesome is this opening fucking scene with the, with the hamburger smash face? It's a 10. Oh, the cranial hammer and just the... Yeah. And uh, I like I just like the way he, be pull, he pulls the guy's eye out, starts playing with it, all of it. It's awesome. It's a fuck. I like yeah. the fact that you see the teeth flying when he's smacking them. Well, this whole movie, though, I mean, it is unapologetic goriness or like to a level that I don't think we've seen in a number of years. I mean, we, we've seen lots of horror movies like, collectively. We all have. I don't think there's anything that can match a gore in this movie. And just maybe the gore is not the right word. Maybe it's the brutality. Just the, yeah, the violence, the, yeah, the, the smashing, like you said, like the, the teeth ferocity. Burn. Yeah, it's just there's nothing that comes close. I love the fact that art is unabashedly art. He just does what he's gonna do, and he just has no remorse, and he just goes and goes and goes, you know. And then, but then in the corner's office, how he's getting the new trash bag and he's picking up things and he like he's throwing cranial saws and all kinds of stuff. Then he's also like throwing like these weird like loose change into the bag <laughs> and then he's out and then he's he needed, the- he needed that later he had to pay for yeah, that well, fucking- he did but then he's in the alley and he's looking around and he's like kind of cops everywhere or whatever he doesn't really care but then he sort of looks to his left hard and then he's at the laundromat i want to call this scene i want to call this scene laundromat shenanigans uh, i i I, yeah. I also call it just like washing the blood and the poop off that's what I would call. <laughs> yeah, that's the shenanigans, good. No, that first scene where you see Art and he's sitting, well, up, back up. When he grabs the hanger and just goes, he like takes off his thing and he throws it in there. And there's that one guy in the laundry who's like sleeping. Or whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah, there's one fucking patron in there, this bald yeah. dude that's just passed out cold. Yeah, he puts everything into the washing machine and then he's sitting there and he's he's reading the paper. He's, la- he's laughing. He's laughing. <laughs> like Family of four. Yeah, <laughs> head-on car accident. It's just, but he's sitting in that that plastic high school cafeteria chair, and he's butt ass naked except <laughs> makeup and his little like Art Dicky thing that he's got going on. He's got a little skull cap and shit. Yeah. And he's yeah. just and he's just laughing. All of a sudden, the pale girl shows up. Amelia. Yeah, and she's just Amelia. <laughs> and she's just female. Kinda, she waves and she's like hi and he's like and the one moment like in the whole entire movie where even art is like what the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) and he sees her and she's just and he waves back and then she's just like turbo shits on the floor oh you shit blood and shit too uh, that's cool (laughs) let's be friends he he loves it immediately dude she goes up to him and I love this part because this is my favorite part of the whole scene okay look Blood shit is amazing, okay? Mm-hmm. It is amazing. And what what's about to happen 
with the patty cake is amazing. But my favorite part of the whole scene is she gives him a little nose boop and then an eye uh-huh. squeeze. He gives <laughs> him a little eye squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction, because he points at it and then makes like a, a bursting scene yeah, and then laughs like, oh. He's like, I fell out. <laughs> yeah. He's got oh. a new best friend. That's his new best friend. But that bonding scene, that bonding scene when it comes to horror people. It's kind of cute, not going to lie. It was yep. like magic. It's it adorable. Magic. Yeah. Art but, is like her little murderous I killed you step uncle thing. He that's that's her pa ram. <laughs> art 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 is her pa ram, bro. Art's her pa ram. Yeah, it's her pa ram. <laughs> okay, speak English, speak English so no the rest of us know what the fuck talking about. <laughs> her godfather. That's, yeah, oh, down, okay, okay. That, down here. That's actually the- that's actually not that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Pa pa ram art, bro. <laughs> yeah, that down down in the south, uh, Cajuns call their 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 god their godfather is Paran. Paran, Paran. It, yep. It's Paran, but it's also Paran. We 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 we. Some people say it crazy. Some people say it different. So, yeah. right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair but enough, so yeah. then, like the guy wakes up and he sees Art playing patty cake, but there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and this is the this is the craziest part of this whole thing for me with the pale girl. Because sometimes she's there and sometimes she's not there. So, it no, kinda... no, it's not that. It's that some characters who are meant to see her see her and some don't. Well, that's my thing, yeah. So some people see her and some people don't throughout the course of the movie. And then all of a sudden, boom, we got Art and he's dressed for success. <laughs> he's like all cleaned up and it's like, I'm no expert, but like blood don't come out that easy. But they, that's fine. They should have had... Just got paid playing in the background or something <laughs> while he was getting dressed. Like, or short dressed man. Short dressed man. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. But then he's like mopping the floor and doing whatever else, you know? And then it's like, he's as he's walking out, you see that one guy we talked about, and he's got the mop handle through his head and he's just going, Yo, his motherfucker dead. Oh, God. And you then get the best title cards. Okay. Oh, this mm-hmm. gives God. me the feels, these title cards. Yeah. It reminds me of some. Some again, like how you first experienced the film, Grindhouse, when you saw it with those '80s trailers. Going into this movie, heavy '80s vibes, '80s slasher throwback. Again, neo slasher era. I think that Terrifier is is as a franchise becoming the 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 tentpole of the neo slasher era, and these title cards cement that because you get this amazing '80s music, also playing while we get a wing and costume making montage mm-hmm. of what is soon to be uh i don't know the the next the next badass motherfucking heroine in horror films yeah. this is the next oh. final girl with a fight and a bite to her all right cuz yeah definitely hell yeah and the the spending months and months and months making a costume and 3d printing and painting and doing whatever else yeah that's definitely oh, that cool. hobby shit. I was into her from the get-go. Oh, I, no, thought, I thought of you boys whenever I saw this movie the first time. I was like... I'm pretty sure Ricky thinks he's married again, and it's to her. <laughs> um, but I get it. I totally get it. Lauren, if you're listening. <laughs> she is big. We are introduced to Sienna Shaw here, her brother Jonathan, and her mother Barbara. A family, I would say, that's in disarray after um, the father passing away the mom is working full-time she's making breakfast and still on the phone fucking working she's all frazzled and you know just trying to trying to keep a house together and i, I see her struggle I as a mom. 
Yeah, she. I love Mama, Mama Shaw. M- Mama she, Shaw is good. She's really you, good. You get the Johnny and Barbara thing, though. Wait, what? Yeah, it's it's from it's from Nine of the Living Dead, which we see later yeah. in the film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we got that. You talking to horror pros, bro? Nightclub professionals. Yeah, they're gonna get you, Barbara. They're gonna mm-hmm. get you. All right. Uh, so Weirdo's son Jonathan is also introduced, and he's into fucking serial killers, and he's gonna dress as the Miles County clown. Okay, so now we're yeah, getting introduced into the lore of the story. The entire first film was just I forget who said it. And, and and if someone here said it, chime in. If not, no. this goes uncredited for now. But someone called the first film Terrifier Part One is like the massacre you hear about in what would what Terrifier Two would be, which is the first film in the franchise. Terrifier is like that, oh, this is what this murderer like Madman, you know, killing his whole family. This is right. the this Terrifier was that. So Terrifier 2 is like, you know, I, I, I love I love that aspect of it. Like, this movie is the first one. Terrifier was just the massacre beforehand. Like, that, that's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. It's definitely mm-hmm. the foundational stone for this movie. That's what the whole thing was. And he actually, you know, the, as they're sitting at the at the dinner table, and he's talking about the Miles Clowny Clown. And I honestly, it was kind of a cool thing. Like, thinking about not... Arthur Clown, but the Miles County Clown, like he was like some slasher. That yeah, he's point. like he's like the Lakeshore Strangler or the Sp- Springwood Slasher. That's like his in character lore, like what the the official name that the cops would call him is, or the newspapers would call him is. I love that too, dude. That's building. It's it's just giving us this is what slashers used to do, and this is what like you were saying, this new fucking icon, this this new thing is doing. I, I I'm getting hyped. I'm getting really hyped now. Well, exactly, yeah. And then the kid, as they're sitting at the table, and they're talking about, like, like, what are you into Charles Manson? He's like, technically, Charles Manson never killed anyone. I'd be that contrarian at the dinner table. I honestly would. I know you would. I know you would. I would. I'd say that shit. When Jonathan said that, I was like, hell yeah, that'd be my fucking little two cents. And I want to say real quick, that actor, uh, what's his name, Uh, Fulham? Elliot Fulham? Really fucking outstanding. Outstanding. Loved his performance. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, he did good. Yeah, so he's got that Miles County clown fetish, and uh, <laughs> and we find out that uh, Sienna's dad left the sword that she has to her. So fuck it, yeah. let let's jump into the most one of the most notorious scenes in this film for a few reasons: the Clown Cafe nightmare. Drop on by the Clown Cafe, your favorite meals on wheels. The menu is disgusting, and it's full of special deals. Nothing here is good for you, so grab yourself a tray. Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe. Drop oh, oh dude, I would not turn down anything from Art the Clown. He could stick whatever he wants in my mouth. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. Wow. Even if it's a Tommy gun? <laughs> <You'd be> yes. <laughs> yes. I I'm not talk- joking about that. I want to talk about this scene, for real. I do, too. I do, too, because I feel like Damien Leone kind of wanted there to be children instead of grown-ups getting shot. <laughs> and I kind of love that. Yeah. But I think it's probably a thing with today's political climate that, you know, couldn't couldn't fly for whatever reason. But Well, they did have that weird commercial being filmed in the background with that kid with the Art Krispies, though. Yeah, and, that was the shit, too. And and that kid, that kid would ask over tea kettle at the end of the scene. So, yeah. I do appreciate that idea that maybe that's why he didn't put kids in it. But at the same time, I've seen two movies from 
three movies from this year. Yeah. That alone don't give I'm, a fuck about no kids. They don't give a fuck about kids. So and 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 I, I like that, but I also kind of see it like this, like maybe since it's her nightmare and she's put back in that position of fear, childlike fear, it makes sense that other people would be her age around her acting like children. I do. Dream I, I, logic shit. You know I do what I mean? agree with that. I do agree with that. And this whole scene is scene is nothing but dream logic. I kind of just wanted to see Art oh, the Clown yeah. mow down a bunch of children with a Tommy gun. Yeah. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. That would be rad. So during this fucking shoot down, I, we get Art the Clown yeah. introduced as a goddamn yeah, he's like, TV oh, show host. Yeah. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't speak, he makes a lot of noise. Art the Clown. Yeah, but... I was all this cheering and like waving to the crowd. He's just, he does the whole... Mm-hmm. He's so animated. Yes. Which is which is so cool because, and I've already mentioned it. You know, he he's he was like a voice actor, so like for someone who's predominantly doing voice acting, he's so fucking animated. Oh yeah, yeah. and I, I, I love that about dude David Howard Thornton. You are a ten out of ten, Jim. I love you. If we didn't stress well, it enough on the first Terrifier review, yeah, this dude is iconic. David he's Howard iconic. Thornton is Bay. Just like everyone else in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie's bay. <laughs> this movie's bay. Tricycle. He's just riding. Yeah. yeah but... He's giving high fives as he's going. Just yeah. Like, oh. yeah. He, yeah. he hops off and then he gets his big black bag and he's like, what could be in it? And that first guy rickles in the, in the rainbow suspenders, gets a lollipop. Yeah. He shoves it right in his mouth. Yeah. And there's popcorn, cotton candy, caramel apples. But then he's trying oh, to yeah. he's trying to push off a present onto Sienna, and she's like, eh, eh. "That's my kind of present too." Uh, when it's wrapped up in newspaper and shit, <laughs> that's always the best one. That's that that's it's that Mamu Christmas cri- right there, boy. Christmas yeah. at Paul's Cult Rickles' house, wrapped in newspaper. I love it. Yeah, bud. Yeah. I love how he's trying to <laughs> shove it at her and shove it yeah. at her, and he's making like, a face. She yeah. finally takes it from him, and he starts clapping for her. Like, yeah, she's yeah. so she's so good. She is so good at like oh, in is. this scene. Yeah, no, she's I, she looks terrified of him. She looks like she is mortified by what she's seeing. Yeah, and then she sees that sort of half blackened, still beating heart in that box, and it's but then the box. And like, what's it got in it? What's yeah. it? What else is in the box? Maggots. What's in the box? What's in the box? Poop maggots and blood worms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. That's that faulty box, cuz. That's a faulty box. Oh, that's totally in there. Yeah. But then you jump back to that nun again who's like, feed this man. Oh, oh man. Dude. That was so. There's something so off kilter about that that genu- to me genuinely makes that scene kind of creepy. Not creepy, but kind of disturbing. I There's agree. something about that 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 actually bugs me. This nightmare scene is very reminiscent of what Grindhouse mentioned earlier in his top five is a nightmare on Elm Street. This is like a nightmare dream sequence that it feels like a real dream at this point. At this yeah. point, once you get the box in, like the heart in the box, beat blood and the maggot poop blood, maggot worms and all that shit. Yeah. The nun ringing the bell, screaming, feed this man. He's not invisible. Feed this man. Dude, it's so crazy. And then Art pulls out a fucking Tommy gun. Yeah. <laughs> and just and goes, I gotta say, a Tommy gun is the perfect gun oh, for Art the Clown. Because it's like part Looney Tunes, 
but it's also a deadly fucking <laughs> masterpiece of a weapon. Yeah. So it's oh. it's the perfect weapon goes, for him. He goes fucking full Al Capone on yeah, this. Yeah, he does. And it is beautiful. And I, I he's all like, hey, see? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know me, like gun guy. I started. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm watching. I'm watching, and then I did some research, and it's like you could find that gun with a hundred round drum magazine. Fuck you yeah, could, you could actually do what he did. Amazing gore. Amazing. Shut the fuck up. No, amazing gore. I'm not shutting up. I love this scene, man. This scene I love. Is so, the, I love the gun violence from Art. It's I'm just so. Say. It's so drawn out and so long, and you get the banjo player. Once he kills everyone, he picks up a fucking flamethrower and starts lighting everyone on fire, starting yeah. with the goddamn banjo player. The old kerosene torch. Yeah. Oh, that, I that's thought cool. I thought she was going to make it. Not going to like She's how, also I, Bay. I like how Grindhouse is so old, he knew it was a kerosene torch and not a flamethrower. It's, oh, oh. it's called research. Do something. Uh, oh. but, but then he starts, like, dancing. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, I like, I like that. She's yeah, on fire, still playing her banjo. That's he's why like, she's Bay. Because oh, she's still on fire. She's that, she's that flaming banjo bay cut. Oh, flaming banjo bay. <laughs> yeah, man. And after he's setting fire to everybody, uh, this is when Sienna, Dream Sienna, is trying to escape, you know, his, his fucking depravity. She goes and what she sees next is not, oh, not since the Cheddar Goblin and Mandy have we had another fucking <laughs> amazing food item brought to us by a horror film like yeah, Art Krispies. Cereal. We need we need yeah. a box of Art Krispies for the nightclub. That boy's, Ricky, dude, he's have, gonna be shitting like he's got the kabooms. You have one on order? Yeah, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Ricky, I was gonna say you That boy's eating to, that kaboom. He <laughs> used to shit the kabooms and then if you eat the Art Krispies though, you're gonna be bleeding from your eyes and your mouth. Man, God yeah, the dog walk. You're gonna and be all shitting blood and razors and cricket butts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, bro. You're gonna be that you're gonna be that fucking art the clown pyard, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> this this scene is awesome though, because Sienna grabs yeah. the cereal box, reaches in, and we get more maggots and otherworldly insect shits scarring her hands all over. Why she didn't just dump that bu- that box out? Dream logic. Dream logic. Okay, yep. that's what I figured. I was like, oh man. Oh, you're sticking your hand back in there? Oh, honey. Yeah, but it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. If you just pour it out and get the prize, it ain't fun, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Guess, you got to dig through so. it. I guess there is that. That's gotta... that wisdom right there. That's that wisdom. That's why I don't know what a fucking flamethrower is, because I ain't got that wise shit. So she dives her hand back into the box, because Art's fucking, like, going pinhead on her and moving chains around, coming up to her and shit. Yeah. And she pulls out her fucking dad's sword. And he and she the- uses it to shield herself from the fire like a goddamn superhero, or like someone on a previous episode said, like fucking Wonder Woman. Uh-huh, yeah, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, like Wonder Woman. I'm fucking here for it. Okay, so how do y'all feel about this being more akin to a Nightmare on Elm Street at this point? Because when Sienna wakes up, her the dream enti- had some realism. Yeah. Yeah. Her entire- I love the shot of that candle just fucking flaming up, dude. Like, like you could tell it's supernatural. It's amazing. It's like hell's flames scorching her angel wings, and this coming from Ooh. her dream where she's fighting Art the Clown. I'm I'm watching this imagery, and I'm just like, yes, Grindhouse. How awesome is this imagery? Oh, it's right in the happy parts. I mean, it's just a fucking ten. I have this vision of how things are gonna go, and then I wake up and it's fucking in flames. Like I, yes. God, I, I totally get that. 
Yes. Well, welcome to the nightclub. Like, like she wakes up and she freaks out, you know, and she goes and gets mom and Barbara comes in and saves the fucking day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then like one mom's a teen. She is. I love her. But like sitting at the table with your kids and she's like, what? Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. I love the way she talks. I love that. And she just keeps breaking out, breaking out. And she's like, just fucking go to bed. You know? How about the first time it shows the mom when <laughs> when Sienna's fucking trying to like sneak some food out of the pot or whatever? I want to tell like, the fuck. Yeah, and she's trying to sneak something out of a plate or a pot or something. Yeah, the and mom. I the love mom... the way the mom just pops her on back of the head and the way Sienna looks at her. <laughs> so I have, good. I have a lot of parallels between this film and Halloween Ends, and Grindhouse is going to be mad about this. But hear me out. There's certain things about this movie that do parallel to a degree. Um, as far as being introduced to a new character. Yes. As far as being introduced to new characters um, in, in, in a franchise that you're, you're following one character. I want to say, and I'm going to try to bring this up as it goes, because I have a few points to me where they're parallel. And y'all did this to me when y'all brought this up on that episode that we, we will not dox said person again but i when i watched this the second time i noticed things the slap on the back of the head from the mom to the daughter is like the slap on the back of the head from the father to the son of the band geek bully in halloween ends so new characters new main characters and a slap on the back of the head first two if i can remember the rest as we go points that i have where these movies kind of parallel each other but yeah mom is pissed Sienna, by the way, was sneaking food out the pan while it was cooking, and mom was letting it burn because she was working. Frazzled Barbara, holding a house together, doing her goddamn best, and being a real-ass person and a real-ass mom throughout this movie, saying real-ass shit that a parent would say, in my opinion. I I think just like uh, Elliot Fallum and and like our bae, Lauren Lavera, I think that... um, Sarah, Sarah Voigt, I, I hope that's her name. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's Voigt. Sarah Voigt. She, she is awesome. Everyone yeah, in this movie is great. performing. They're performing. This is not a B movie when it comes to performances, in my opinion. No, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. No, I don't think that that's the case. I think this movie is not hot topic dialogue. Interesting fact about this scene, though, is that while Sarah's entire her her altar, if you will, with her costume on it, burns down. The sword her father left her. That's not Sarah, but okay. Oh, the the uh Sienna's sorry, mixed up the mom and the daughter. Sienna's uh whole it night happens. table. Happens yeah. all Travis. Sometimes uh-huh. the mom and the daughter. Yeah. All the time, <laughs> both times. All of them. Every time. Who cares? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it burns down two but the time. Sword, the, two times. My wife and and his wife. <laughs> The mama. Uh anyway, in red God, water they, panties. They they um <laughs> the sword is unscorched. The sword yes, it is, is unscorched. It is no that's because it's a plus one short sword. It's more than Obviously. a plus one, bro. It's no more it's than a plus, plus one. one bro. You think? Definitely. To, I don't to know. Re- Most plus two weapons have like all, all other abilities also, other than being indestructible. But we don't know okay, number one, we don't know what all this sword can do yet. But but Fair. You know, it repelled fucking like nightmare magic. I mean, it did repair. It did repel fire as well. Right, not the it. nightmare magic in into the real world. So it's got some other natural. And she pulled it out okay. of a cereal box. Okay, okay, okay. 
Magical okay. sword. Okay, I'm with you. It's at least a plus Best two. Best Cracker Jack prize ever. <laughs> if we could start getting swords and knives and guns in in cereal boxes and snack boxes for kids, that would be great. <laughs> Best world ever. Yeah. <laughs> Art's making his weapons, okay? This next scene is so brutal. You, again, Nightmare on Elm Street. You go into yep. fucking Freddy's Lair or the Michael Myers yeah. sewer. Either one. And, and, and Art the Clown's down there. The Michael Myers sewer. Yeah. Art, oh, Art the Clown's down there. He's making weapons. And little Amelia Pell girl is making fucking... Uh, she's watching a TV that the cord is cut on. By the way, I love that detail. The cord is cut. Yeah. yeah. He's like, man. <laughs> Just kind of bangs on it and comes on. Yeah, Amelia I, Pickle Pale Girl. <laughs> this is the. I don't know why part. I thought of that, dude. Well, you say pickle, and you know what fucks me up is the first time I saw her, I thought of Angelica Pickles from Rugrats. Oh, that's yeah. what I thought yeah. of. She. This part tripped me out. She's watching the opening scene from Terrifier, basically. Yep. Tying into uh, part one. Mm-hmm. You and then we get the the same scene. From part one, where Art kicks the fucking TV in, doesn't he? Yes, I yeah. love that tie-in. You yeah. get that news broadcast from the first film, and that's yeah, Rick. That's how it plays out. Dream logic. I love Fuck it. it. Fuck it. And oh, now we get a game of what's behind the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, that little, that little boy, bro. Oh, oh, he tricks that girl with. Hey, there's some newborn kittens over here. Oh, come see uh-huh. them. Yeah. Come look at these newborn kittens. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a fucking dead possum. It's got its guts leaking out and whatever else. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, hey!" When we came over here, there was a couple of birds eating its asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to slap that kid. I did. Oh I, yeah, he's horrible. He's just a, but know. but what's not horrible is Felissa Rose and her big dick energy. Yeah, as the principal come and yell at these fucking kids and throw them around and shit. That was that was great. I liked it that. And I like how she tells that that one kid to go get the janitor to clean it up. Like, God damn, I'm the janitor fetcher now. <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. You out here staring at dead possums. You might as well go fetch the motherfucking maintenance, cause no get shit. him to come out here and sprinkle that sawdust all over this dead animal. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a pile of fucking throw up or some shit. Sprinkle sawdust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he gets to class and he's like, he's trying to like work on his own paper and do whatever else and he sees that girl and she looks at him and is like and gives him those fuck you eyes and I'm like like in my notes I'm like well <laughs> he's not getting that girl um, no. he just said a girl of the age of like 13 gave him fuck you eyes Grindhouse come on man Actually, fuck you eyes as in as in fuck you you piece of shit eyes yeah that's, not yeah, what that's what you meant that's what you meant yeah I'm sorry that's what you no, meant no when you're 13 14 years old and you look at a girl and you're like I fucking know what you mean. I was there too, and so was the audience. And if they're prude enough, fuck them. Send us an angry email at the nightclub at podcast at gmail.com. Fucking hit us up and let us know how mad Direct you are. We're going to read it on here and make fun Travis of you. Axel Boone and his lawyers, please, because I don't want any part of this. I can't afford oh. any. <laughs> can't afford any. My only, my only fucking point is that we were all in middle school once and we all liked a girl. Oh, whatever. sure. And yeah. that shit got fucked up for him, like in a hard way by the big time by the dumpster possum. The dumpster possum, like did, fucked did, him. Yeah. Well, I was she, gonna ask. Did, she won't be kissing him behind the dumpster. Put it did, to you that way. Did, did we all? Did we all have nightmare nightmare on Elm Street fucking dream sequences in the middle of the school where yes. Jonathan goes out there and sees Art and fucking Amelia playing with Opossum Bin Laden's guts? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bin Laden for real. Yeah, though. He made awesome. a he made a cameo in this movie. By the way, our mascot made a cameo in this film, and it was his favorite yes. thing he's ever done. He he told us. He did tell us that. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're just tossing it back and forth, and that was my whole in bold, just playing possum the whole thing. Playing possum. <laughs> I think I think this is also our first glimpse of organ play in this movie, where organs are just ripped out and played with 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 glee. Gleeful organ uh, play. Aside from the eyeball. Right, right. You're right. But that's not an organ, though. Yeah, it is. Is it? Is the eye yeah. an organ? Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. It is an organ, yeah. I, I mean, oh. technically, your skin's an organ. The epidermis. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. The no, biggest I have, Before he throws the possum at him, he walks into the hall and he's watching. But then he drops that big-ass wooden hall pass that he has. And I have, between the Vikings and the Saints, who drops Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets the possum toss. <laughs> they they toss <laughs> the possum and he just like fucking freaks out. And then he runs away. And then there's that one teacher, like a teacher, who is like, get back here. But she's standing there and she like opens her coat and she uh-huh. has just got some fucking heat, like all day long heat. And yeah, like, her her nips are fucking bla- like busting out of there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Those are like stage four nips. And I'm like, Stage four nips. Def, Devcon. She was. Def- yeah, yeah, she was Defcon. Um, in the next, the next scene, um, this is where Sienna learns of the talk show host Monica Brown being mauled by former fucking victim, or the, or you know, the the only surviving victim of Survivor, the, Victoria Hayes. Yeah, and it it freaks her out big time. She gets all freaked the fuck out. Well, yeah, she has a fucking panic attack, and then her friends are like, "Well, sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out." And I was like, "Well, how the fuck did you?" Think Monica, that? Monica Brown cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like her friends. I really do, I especially do the one with the face, the br- the blonde girl. Yeah, she yeah. has a very sharp chin. Yep, and and angular features that I do like a lot. She tells She's, them people. She tells them people. Yeah, the the, the people sitting next to him. She. Oh when, yeah. I like I like her character a lot, and yeah, and she's also paid. There's something about her face I like a lot. That sexy pirate hooker <laughs> that she is. Yes, that's very well put. That's exactly what she is. She's a sexy yeah, and, and, and she's got and she's got some great lines. And I don't know, she's a fun character. I like. I, lo- I love when I love when she tells um, those people that are looking on while uh, Sienna's having her panic attack. She's like, "Could you?" Could you mind your own business? Thank you. Like, yeah. Like she's she tells her like super bitchy. I love it. She's so catty. I love it. I love, I it. love yes. it. Yes, it's great. After this, um, Sienna sees art in a costume store. Guys, this is the next big scene in the movie. This is the next big scene. Let's let's yeah, talk about is. this fucking costume store scene, please. For the love of God, this was filmed on location in New York City. By the oh, way, oh shit! You ever been to that place? New York no. City? No, <laughs> New York City, <laughs> California. Oh, different movie. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, no, no, I never been to that 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 place at all, and I uh, so I don't know anything about. Next time we next time we just go to New York, we should make a stop there as a pilgrimage. I'm all about that. Hell yeah! Visiting horror movie fucking. Uh, we should we should locations. actually do that. In Louisiana, we should just make a point to go to all these different film well, locations. We should, we should go to the place from the beyond. Yeah, we should definitely go to the place from the beyond. 
Okay, hold on. I mean, we've already been to Sabah Medical Center, so <laughs> we know we know how that goes. But <laughs> we, <laughs> we could go find the, the house and shit, I guess. Can we go on the causeway and just stop it and just one car drives across? I well, could I, do that. We could both, well, like, we need three vehicles. One to stop it on one end, one to stop it <laughs> on the other, and then we film one going down the middle and stopping with some blind chick and a dog. All right, this is a whole other film we talked about in our Gates of Hell trilogy. Go back a few And I'm going to ride on the hood of that car like the the chick from fucking Death, Death Proof. Proof. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so you guys are each stopping the traffic of the other one, and my car can just do burnouts on the causeway. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll and I'll be on the hood like the chick from Death Proof. Yeah, okay. Potatoes. So costume yeah. store scene. Guys. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Probably Allie, my favorite scene in the movie. Allie bumps into Art. And she's just like, oh, 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 sorry. And he's just like, just smiling his ass off, man. Yeah, he's smiling his ass yeah. off. He's ready. Oh, yeah. Art's ready. It's oh, like they're, it's like they're predestined the to meet, right? Right. Well, that's the whole thing. That's why I wonder if, I wonder if Sienna's dad wasn't like some kind of like See, cosmic killer hunter where he was like on Art's trail. But the fact that nobody believed him and nobody would get like in his corner, like led him to do the old. Yeah, well, kind of wonder about that. Well, well, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But right here, Art the Clown is staring her down, and when she gets her her new angel wings because her old ones burnt up, she's trying to get out of the store, and the clerk's like, "You know, can I help you?" And she feels a little safe dealing with him, but Art's over there. Oh, <laughs> Art's over there, fucking with glasses, man. Oh yeah. yeah. He's got the eyeball gag. Only he can be menacing and funny at the same time. Well, but on this level, right after he's a fucking beast. But right after, like she's gonna pay, and she's like, "I don't have my." I'm not sure. And then he goes with her. Bam! And that's a seriously threatening move. You know, like, like he's like, "I've been paying attention to you, and this is your fucking purse." Yeah, yeah. So that's a serious threat. I mean, for for any woman, you know. This oh, is a guy right. she doesn't know, you know. Sunflower he glasses. Slams her, he slams her purse down in front of her and then goes fuck off with all the goofy glasses in the background I making just everybody wanna, laugh. I, I just want to throw <laughs> throw out there sunflower glasses is my favorite. It's my favorite. Sunflower, I don't know. I like the eyeballs. I do, too. I, I do, too. I love that. I do love the goofy but I love the sunflower glasses. The sunflower I just love glasses the face. Look it's the best. So fucking well, then he has the he has the the crank box stuff. The Wham. crank box is the best too. I love the crank like, box. Then he has the kazoo, like the kazoo with the thing on the end of it. <laughs> and the dude, the dude's had enough, and he's like, "Hey yeah. man, if you put that in your mouth, you're gonna have to buy it." And I love the way he just deflates the little the little kazoo thing, yeah. and then <laughs> drops it, yeah. and he tries to catch it. Yeah. But he slaps <laughs> it out of his own hand on accident. You see it fly to the side. It was and so I love yeah. I love that little detail like of art being so goofy. Causing trouble, you know? <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. This entire scene's a 10. Keep going, keep going. Oh no, then when he's like he's like, Hey, we're closing up, man. He's like, What do you want? And he's like, and he slides the, the Ugo. Yeah, home. he's just like, duh, Crosshair. I put it here, and he just slides like, it over. Yeah. Yep, he's like he starts digging guy. through his magic yeah. bag of oh, yeah. trash and, and weapons, and he pulls out chain, pliers, uh, a whole bunch of loose change, a bottle, <laughs> a mallet, <laughs> more loose change, a cleaver, and then finally some folded money. He got finally got some fold money in there. Man, um, 
And he's and counting he's like, that little change too, yeah. bro. Slams his hand on the thing and he's like, can you pay what? for this? And he's like, oh. When he, when he gets that fucking old face. Oh, like, the dude tells him, the dude tells him uh, something like he's going to fuck him up. He says, yeah, he and says. What, yeah, get oh, out of here before I fuck you up. Yo, I got, yeah. I got, I got this. And th- this is another instance of Halloween ends and Terrifier 2 correlating because in Halloween ends, yeah. when, when, when Corey and Allison go to the, uh, the radio, the, the fucking wherever, the DJ comes outside and tells them to get lost before he fucks them up. Oh, okay. Hey, well, this yeah. movie came out first, so Halloween ends. It's not about that. I'm just telling you because of y'all. Y'all Parallels. did this shit, you fucks. I didn't yeah. do nothing. Y'all started all this on that episode. I where did it not. Wasn't, it wasn't even. No, you did. Anyway. With your Tetsuo anyway, shirt. The clerk, the clerk gets the beer bottle to the head, and I label that one as eye-opening because then he, <laughs> he screws that broken beer bottle into his head. Yeah. Oh there. my god! So far in this movie, we've learned that um, Damian Leone hates eyeballs as much as Fulci. Just about. Just okay. About. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of eye gore in this movie. Yeah, That's all there saying. is. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so anyway, from there, then he goes to the cleaver, that rusty ass cleaver that he pulled out of his bag, and then he pulls that out, and he just, and it's, it's honestly kind of a weird visual where he like sinks it into his head, sort of, and he kind yeah. of like rocks it back and forth, and the guy's obviously clearly dying, right? And then he's like, he's doing this like silent laughter thing, and then he pulls it out and just goes, chops the dude's head off. Just, I mean, like full, just chops the son of a bitch off. And that visual, A, was awesome. B, the effects were spectacular. The effects uh, were really good. This is how you mix practical and digital, in my opinion, right here. Because it's a pra- it's a practical head and neck and all that, but he digitally has the dude's face on it. Really? Yeah. I'm learning something. Okay. Well, and that's, you know, to me, that's fine because it came off really, really well. Yeah. This is, well, that's what I'm saying. This is how you do it. If you're going to mix, if you're going to enhance your practical effects, this, this is a standard. Terrifier 2 is the textbook then. Yeah. It's the standard. Got to get it right up there. You got to edge it and then bring it home. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, see, see, up until this point, I, I had no idea that digital was even involved in these practical effects. I I'm believe right it's now, solely in two places. This I is believe one. it's just here and at the end of the bedroom scene when the mom sees her, I believe the girl's face is partially digitally rendered okay. on the corpse. That was animatronic. That was a that was an animatronic that he built. Yeah. But yeah. Like, there's some digital face stuff rendered on there as well, yeah. I believe. Okay. Interesting. I believe that's one of them. I, I know for sure it's this one, and I think there's maybe one one other one, but I oh. could be getting wrong. I didn't do real research. I just hey, this no, is shit no. I've been reading. No, dude, totally fine, fair enough. So then they they pop over to Alley, um, in Siena in a store, and they're like, "Are we getting candy or what?" You know, because they're just they had a little bit of a a little bit yeah. of a throwaway scene there, but I still liked it. Yeah, no, this is interspliced inter, inter throughout, and I agree. I, I do like this scene too because. While the music is building, which we haven't touched on yet, where the music in this film, again, like the opening, we touched on it slightly, but the music throughout this film is amazing. And the way they use it in building these scenes, like the cutback between the the clerk's death from Art and the the drugstore scene or convenience store scene with Allie and Sienna. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. The editing in this movie, the music. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, bro. Oh, the back and forth cuts. Yeah, the back and forth cut. I mean, in a lot of movies, it w- it wouldn't really work. But for some reason in this one, it just 
masterful. Yeah. Did we? Did, I want to. I want to bring up real quick because I don't know if we talked about it, but didn't the scene between uh, Sienna and her brother happen already? Where he goes into her bedroom for him to for her to help him with his little Art the Clown hat. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. We didn't. We didn't touch on that scene, but I want to say right now that's a a scene of character development that really counts. And I think yeah. it happens a lot between Sienna and Barbara, Barbara and Jonathan, Jonathan and Sienna. I think a lot of those character development scenes happen and are crucial to the story and getting to know and love these characters. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. I'm sorry. It's good. It's good writing. I, no, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. It's this, good this writing. Family. It's good character development. Yeah, this family has clearly been through a lot of stuff, and they're clearly all struggling, but I think they clearly all still like each other and love each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, just trying to get back to that basic point, the basic point of we're family and we love each other, it, it, it often gets it gets drowned out in the day-to-day bullshit of life, and that happens to everybody, right? Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. I think they, they do some, like, they give you these little points where it's like a big sister hating her little brother. That's a pretty easy thing to figure out, right? But it's oh, like, yeah. at the same time, she's like, Hey. I had an older. I have an older sister. Yeah, I, I, I love that line where she's like, um, "I could still kick your ass to the little brother," and he says, "Yeah, for a little while, you know, yeah. like <laughs> one, day, one day I'll get you." Yeah, I'm the tallest in my class. I love that. Right? Yeah, it's only because of that long neck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that long neck Fulham right there. Popping back to the um, the Africa the Ever store, the Halloween store. Oh yeah, Halloween store. There's, yeah, a mama, there's, a mama, there's a mom and a kid that come up and they shake the door and they're like, oh, they're closed. And you see Art in there holding the cashier's head. But he's I like, want to I point out like, that the cashier's name is Ricky. Oh, nice. Well, we see what happens with people named Ricky, so watch out. It's on his shirt. I would love to be murdered by Art the Clown. I would too. But if I had to choose a way, it would definitely be the way Mama... Uh, Mama goes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah her death is definitely the easiest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I had this, I had this scene label as instead of Arthur Clown, I have it as Art the Prop because he's like <laughs> trying to be a <laughs> store prop and he's like, he's Art, man. he's Art the mannequin right there. Uh, basically, yeah. And he sticks his tongue out like, and the kids right. Like, cool. You know, and then <laughs> and they walk away and he's like, man, and he just like tosses the head. I love the way Art just so. Well, his uncaringly ad- just disregards human heads when he's done playing with them. <laughs> they don't matter. None of this matters. Attitude to his when somebody goes from being a person to like chattel, an object. Like I just, oh yeah, he just has he has a different, completely, completely different attitude. Whatever. It's true. He 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 tends to treat children a little different than grownups. A little bit. But we'll find out later. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out later. And then yeah. he, drug, he drugs them and puts them in his van for later. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sienna and Jonathan discuss art. Okay, in the next scene, this yeah. is again. This is the movie building more lore. Yeah, yeah. Like, like and the sketchbook is just awesome. Oh, dude! I'm gonna get that black and white image of Art the Clown tattooed on me at some point. Oh, just tattoo Art's face over yours. Yeah, I'm not on my face because I still want to make a living as a productive human being. Um, but I will, I will get it at some Shame point. Shame on you. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, how about how about when you're 80? When you're 80 and you don't have to worry so, about product productivity. I'll live that long. That's so. Awesome. So in two years, you you'll get that tattoo, right? We can only hope. 
Oh, look at you, motherfucker. <laughs> Man, look I at lo- you. Fuck up. I love you, Grindhouse. Uh, I love you. Come on. You know it's jokes. I told you from day one, motherfucker. It's going to be hardcore. Potato jokes all day on this nightclub motherfucking shit. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. (laughs) (laughs) After, after the brother and sister discuss like, you know, art and everything else, art visits Allie in what is basically the best Halloween. I'm coming to your door scene for candy ever. Like, Oh my God! You t- okay? So slasher movies like this. I brought up Schlocky earlier because I do think this movie is over the top, like its first one. But when it comes to building suspense, Damien Leone knows how to build suspense. He's done it before in this movie itself, and we didn't really touch on how they build suspense. But this movie, this scene, builds suspense to me. And this, well, this goes whole ba- fucking movie. Travis is building suspense. The entire movie is building suspense. I know, but we hadn't touched on it. I'm saying. Oh, okay. okay in, this, yeah. in, in this scene, I, I want to point out, like, to me, this, this scene built suspense, like, big time. And it goes back to what you brought up about the OG Halloween grindhouse where Michael could be your neighbor. He's the guy coming into your house. This whole scene builds up that suspense for later where that happens, and we'll get to it. But right here, Art's coming to the door like all the kids trick-or-treating because it's Halloween night, motherfucker. This is our new Halloween for the next generation. Art the motherfucking clown. Fuck you, Michael Myers. Evil doesn't die tonight. It gets fucking shit out of a chick's fucking badge at an insane asylum. In this scene, Art comes to the door and Allie is freaked the fuck out, man. Big time. Y'all are watching this in theaters, right? Like, like this, this movie's playing out on the big fucking screen. On that big I, screen, boy. I envy y'all so much that y'all got to see this. I would love to have seen this what, on a big what screen. Scene? The scene where uh, Art goes to Allie's house uh-huh. for the first time for candy. With the bag. Yeah. yeah. The best. Stupid bitch should have gave him some candy. She Come throws, on if he's a grown up. She throws candy at him, like, to get him out of there. She's like, oh, if you, if I give you candy, She deserved me. what she got. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, dude. Not okay. that. No, she didn't deserve that. We're, we're going to, we're going to get to this. Oh. We're going to get to this. We're going to get to this. Grindhouse, hold on. We're going to get to it. Oh, didn't she? Ooh, yeah, nightclub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sensually nightclub. Wow, it's deadly. Um, but she finally throws candy at him and he fucking leaves and she watches him walk away through her blinds and it's like, it's so creepy. Art is there and she's talking about no candy for grown-ups and he opens his sack up wide and there's all that, like all the tools and all the weird, like blood covered shit. And she's just like, okay, fuck it. And just throws the candy at him. Then she kind of goes into her house and like bolts the shit out of the door. And she's just like, and she kind of walks in, watches him walk down the, like walk down the pathway. And then it pops over to Sienna watching the news, and they're talking about the the, the Monica Brown thing, yeah. and where Monica Brown gets attacked and whatever else. She went to a loony bin. Oh, Victoria totally. Hayes went to that loony bin, could. Well, yeah, but then there's that little moment where the newscaster goes, um, they're talking about like taking pills and trying to get right and whatever else, and then the newscaster goes, "Like you, Sienna," and she's like, "Yeah, what the fuck, you know?" And then she just kind of takes off in a panic, and she goes and grabs her pills and. 
That's that Maybe. Freddy dream logic again, man. That's that more nightmare on Elm Street shit. Definitely, yeah. And then she's, but then she's back in a room and she's like, "There's some imagery in this room that's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some the- Lord of the Rings. There's some D and D. There's like the baby photos, you know." That skull on the back of her door really reminds me of the aliens from They Live. Ooh. Oh. The colors and everything. Yeah. I love all this, too. You get this Halloween, I'm a dress up montage, and she's by the lightning bolt, the lightning bolt fucking neon light. I love this montage, too, bud. They show you the wings again? Like her new It's almost like. And she's got that gold trim. Yeah, but the vibe that I got from the wings, it's like she's back to square one. Like she's like starting over, kind of. It had a little bit of like a cleansing feel to it. Like I have to get back to this new place. But then they the cosmic music starts again, and then we get that fucking glorious, glorious side boob shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she do she do be baying it up. Well, but I that's must that say whole... she do be baying it up all movie. Yeah. Well, the whole shower scene was just. I mean, I and her getting dressed into awesome costume. Yeah. That was kind of the point, like, and I think I mentioned it earlier, like the cleansing. I don't. Well, literally, she's in the shower. Literally, she was clearly cleansed. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> um, but it's like I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Am I looking at a high school girl or a college girl? Because it gave me. This is going to sound really dumb, but it gave me like a sort of Porky's slash Revenge of the Nerds vibe, where it's like, what am I looking at? And maybe maybe like we're getting we're getting back to a point in horror where it's like i honestly think that horror is made for teenage boys and what a teenage boys like look at teenage girls right so i i don't i don't i was a little bit lost in that like what was the message that it was sending me but i don't i don't know getting further in the movie hopefully like people will extol upon that more but it was like i could but i won't um <laughs> in the next in, in the next scene or destroys Allie. She's putzing around in her bedroom and she hears something downstairs and uh, she goes down and finds that broken window and she's kind of investigating the broken window and then all of a sudden fucking Art is there. and Drinking she, a glass of water straight from the tap. And, yeah, and basically chases her up the stairs, comes after her, and then we get what I think, honestly, is one of the, one of the more gruesome, but like super well done in one fluid motion things, the eyeball slash. Uh-huh. Fucking mm-hmm. eye, eyeball slash was just fantastic. I mean, and right there for any horror movie, I mean, I think for most people, you would have been like, oh my god, this is brutal. But dude, he is just getting fucking started. <laughs> this kill, honestly... He withheld a- candy from him. Well, no, she gave him a little. She deserved what she, no, she, she deserved. Did, what she she did, she did give him some. She threw some in his bag to get him she to go away. She threw some at him. Yeah, because he went walking down the steps like he got what he wanted. He wasn't completely dejected. Yeah, and then he just goes after her and just, I mean, the scalpel across the back. I mean, he fucking breaks her arm, um, takes her other arm and grabs the four fingers and just splits the arm right down the middle. I mean, just turns her into basically sausage. I mean, she's Did anyone else get a chub at this part? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit, just for like, almost like horror kills are coming back, and we can be bloody, and we can be gross, and nobody's gonna be offended. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh, he he fucked Allie up. I mean, fucked her up eight ways from Sunday. And then, 
when she's down and you think she's like things just possibly could not get worse for her, Art comes back in the room and he's got a container of bleach in one hand and a can of Morton salt in the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of how to make this worse. I, I, I mean, just don't forget he also scalped her. I don't know if you mentioned it. He did, I did rip not her whole it. scalp off. Yeah, and he that's took fucking the, awesome. The scalpel across the forehead, and then just pulled until the whole works came off. Yeah, he was gonna, and you know, he was putting that out to dry somewhere so he could tan it later. You know, he also, he, he yeah, he flayed, he flayed her back. The arm, the arm ripping off scene, breaking and then ripping it off isn't fucking sane. When she's crawling, trying to get to her cell phone, that's when Art goes and gets the, the bleach and the <laughs> that that fucking salt. That scene or that part of the scene rather where she's crawling I, I'm just like how do you even have an instinct to survive anymore at this point he's done he's done ripped your asshole a new one and I'm gonna say right now the the, the bleach and the salt combo combination and how he smacks it into her back and just just fucking rubs it in there this is cementing to me why Art the Clown is the meanest the absolute meanest reveling in everything he does slasher villain of maybe all time that I can think of that because of the glee he gets from it, but also the, like the creativity he, he spends time focusing and making his, his little tools, his he, Ricky. He's like the orcs from Warhammer 40 K. He's just in there making it work. <laughs> <laughs> he's just working with what he has, making it happen. I mean, if you, if you go back over our slashers from the history of horror, I think the only other character that takes this kind of pleasure and maybe not to this level, but this kind of pleasure from killing has got to be Freddy Krueger. Ricky, this scene right here, though, like, would you compare this? It's And it's more so when the mom comes back in, when Allie's mom comes back in and finds her <laughs> just still. First of all, Art's in bed with her daughter. She is completely fucked, eviscerated. And then her daughter, who looks like a fucking dead, cut up corpse, is basically like, She mom. looks like Annie Chapman. <laughs> mom! <laughs> And then mom, absolutely. So for the record, this is the part of the movie. Um, I think I've told you guys this story, but I think it bears repeating that my wife and I went out and saw Halloween ends and neither one of us cared for it. And then my wife watched Terrifier with me, the original. And her comment at that time was, well, you know what? It was better than Halloween ends. Um, this was the part of the movie where my wife looked at me and said, what in the hell is the matter with you? And got up and walked away. <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> I'm out. Mrs. Grindhouse was like, nope, all done. Um, that whole scene, the mom freaking out, there's almost nothing like it. I mean, there are so many movies where you have a parent or a friend or whatever else finding, you know, finding the corpse or doing whatever else and freaking out. But there's nothing like this, I think, in horror cinema. I, I can't think of anything that's like this, where you walk in and you see him and he's just playing with her guts and he's just reveling in the fact that she is a sliver away from being dead. It is... And he you know, loves he loves the horror on the mom's face. Like he loves seeing her anguish and complete just mental destruction at seeing her daughter who is physically and spiritually destroyed at this point. There's a husk of a human being laying in that bed that was her kid. Art the clown is a fucking freak, man. Yeah. More of his Hell yeah, si- bro. his silent laughter. Super freak. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> take him home to mama. That's no, what, you cannot bring him home to mama, boy. You can't bring Art the Clown home to mama. I'm just saying, that's he's why a super I love freak. It. Well, and in that little, in that little moment, in between Allie's mom finding her and then um, getting back to where, you know, I call it walking into the butcher shop, basically, 
there's a little moment where they pop back to Sienna's house and her mom, Barbara, is watching TV and she's watching Night of the Living Dead. Again, awesome. No copyright. We can steal that and use it wherever we want to. That's awesome. Um, and her mom's comments on her costumes are, well, it's uh, kind of revealing. And she's like, that's all you have to say after three months worth of work. And her mom just says, your tits are practically popping out. Um, I like, like how she looks down. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like you're, it looks like you're going to a strip club. And she's always like, why do people always think that Halloween is synonymous with sex? And it's like, and then she looks at her for a second. And then she's like, Sienna, your dad would have loved it. And I love that moment. I love that moment where everyone understands that, like, it's a piece of dad's artwork and, like, she created it, you know? And it's, again, the 3D printer nerd in me knows that a lot of that stuff was 3D printed, mm-hmm. you know? But it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. I just love that part. And then we pop back to when Allie's mom gets home and mom sees what she sees and then she just starts screaming. And then, boom, we're back into the club and everyone there is like, hey, let's go get fucked up. And it's, this is another one of those moments where I'm like, are these, because I think they're supposed to be high school girls, right? I mean, is that? It's supposed they, to be, yeah. I think so. I think so at this point, yeah. Okay, but they're in a club and they're drinking. People are letting them purchase drinks. Again, Mamu, Louisiana, it's nothing new. Okay, yeah, but be doing, I don't it, think this be was, like that. I think a lot of small towns, because like the way this movie is and and the location for this is this is Miles County, Long Island. So this is outside of New York City. So it's like a suburb of the city. You could call it like basically a sort of small town area. I'm sure a lot of shenanigans go on, not only in small towns, but big cities. So to me, you know, it's just one of those things like. Okay, it just made me think a little bit because like where I live, that just wouldn't happen. You know, high school girls would not get into a bar and be allowed to drink, even even when they looked, especially with Sienna, when they looked that good. And they're, you know, so that just wouldn't, that really just wouldn't happen, you know. And then you have her friend talking to her about, you know, and they're all happy about having a great out night with the girls. And then you have the new character who comes My in. My name is Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> and his awesome Just the Tip t-shirt. I, 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 every time I see it, it makes me laugh a little bit. <laughs> Hashtag, that's all it takes. Uh, well, it's sometimes, well, especially when you're oh, Hogzilla. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'm just building this up, too. I'm yeah. just going to keep on letting it. Yeah, fuck it. I'd like to quickly go over what happens with Allie and her mother, how that wraps up. Oh, yeah. Basically, Art uses her for Halloween decorations <laughs> or Halloween oh, decor. The candy in the, in the, in the cranium. Yeah. The candy yes. on the brain. <clears throat> So oh, insane, yeah. candy in yeah. the brain. Oh, yeah, but, oh, it's the one. The one kid comments, "Ooh, it's it's sticky," and she's like, yeah. "Oh, it's, it's just fake blood, honey." Yeah, uh huh. That kid's well, gonna then, be sucking that blood later, ball. Well, well, but then he gets done, and he basically does the same thing with the head that he did for the proprietor of the com or the Halloween shop. Just goes <laughs> off onto his next. I thing. like when he slaps that one kid's hand because he tried to take too much <laughs> yes, candy. Yeah, he's like, he's, he just so, he's like that. one. <laughs> Yeah, that was art, the clown, art, art has principles, okay? We, <laughs> No matter how minute they might be in the grand scheme of all his slayings and slashings, he does have some principles. Um, and we find, yeah, we find that out here. I would have, I would have, I would have pegged him as chaotic evil, but you know, I guess is, not. He's I guess apparently he, lawful evil. To I guess a he's neutral. I guess he's neutral evil, actually, because he's very chaotic and he's got a little lawful tendency here and there. Yeah, he he upholds a, a Halloween code. I would Be say- nice or go home and get get your scalp pulled off <laughs> and bleach. I, 
<laughs> I would say he's. I would agree though. He's mo- mostly chaotic evil. I would say. Oh yeah. He's got a, oh, just a small amount of something he abides by to hold his sanity to. He still does laundry. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, he does yeah. his laundry. I'm just saying he's got something. In the some best things. way possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. After this, um, I'd like to talk about. Well, I think we did, we didn't mention when um, Jonathan shows his sketchbook. Well, his father's sketchbook to uh, Sienna and their mom, uh, Barbara. And she's like, "Mom's been looking for this forever." Yeah, and that, but then mom freaks out and shreds it and says things like, your dad was sick, he didn't know what he was doing at the end. Her acting right here was actually pretty, was really convincing too, because she sounded pissed. She was, and, and hurt, you know, like, I felt like you could hear the hurt, because she's like, he didn't know who he was or what he was doing, and you keep bringing this shit up. The character, the character it. Barbara did a good job, I think, of being almost a real world mother. Oh, of yeah. like, of like bringing hurt and pain and anger. But also having like a like a sympathetic side, like yeah, I know this is hard, and your dad died, and you know. But when she sees that that art book, that's when she just is fucking loses it. She yeah, but she it. she she's fed up with him, and and and, he, and he's like, "You're such a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> she smacks the fuck out. Of him. He smacks the fuck. I mean, hey, yep. why not? Fuck that. Yeah, and she's like, "Get back here! Get back here!" And he What's just, he just, he runs away. He's like, "I've had enough of this," and he just kind of runs off into the night. Which I don't know, being a kid and like having your parents freak out on you, yeah. I can, I can see it. It's, it's not something that's like outside of the realm of possibility. You might oh, just well, say, no, Fuck and he it. had a traumatized ass day having Art the Clown and the little shit piss girl throwing fucking dead possums at you. Yeah, I'd have a, I, I'd want to run away from it all too. We need to mention real quick that book is full of sketches from their father. Of Art the Clown, also. Yes. And he yeah. has newspaper clippings in there of all of Art's murders, including the first murder, the murder of, what's her name? Emily? Yep. The pale girl, Emily. Yep. Yeah. It's almost like the dad was tracking Art the Clown. Like, he like he, he like took it upon himself to be, like, a PI or something, and he was tracking. I think tracking. he had them premonitions, cuz. I think that's a piece of it, too, because I think that's where all the drawings were. I think the newspaper clippings were him connecting his premonitions to the real world and what was actually yeah. happening. So he had a he had some some sort of a sixth sense going on about He Art was the picking Clown. up he was picking up signals from the void, bro. Yeah, uh-huh. his cosmic yeah. Code. yeah he was cosmic. using using his EMF reader and his talkie box and he was getting all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Art the clown, him. he's a, he's a tool of cosmic forces is what he is. Yeah, but he's like he's like Michael Myers, a Halloween cosmic curse. Every yeah, fucking year, he's coming back to murder a bunch of motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna unfortunately hear about a bunch of ghost tools tonight, just because Ricky, <laughs> Ricky and I have been playing Phasmophobia, and if for anybody that doesn't like video games necessarily, go out and buy Phasmophobia for twelve dollars and play it with your friends. It's fucking awesome. Or play and it with us. We'll we'll play with you too. It's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Join that fucking yeah, nightclub man. Discord, cuz. Okay, so mom shreds the book because she just claims it's nothing but a reminder. Jonathan runs away, and then we're back in the club. And this is the bouncing you were talking about. This thing, yeah, it, it hard bounces back and forth like a son of a bitch. I mean, it's almost hard to sort of like like track it's going. And yeah, then she's, we do have a touching conversation though, so that 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 is key, um, I think to the story and the yeah, character's so, development. So her friend, the one with the face, the very sharp face, spikes <laughs> her drink with Molly. Yeah. And Which then she's just like, not... you don't ever do this on Molly or that on Molly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's like the oh, Molly she goes, Nazi. Goes to the so... etiquette, the fucking etiquette. That, yeah. yeah. Of, like not calling your parents and whatever else. Yeah, that's just 
Uh, yeah, okay. Well, first of all, I mean, just I'm guessing that the nightclub fully endorses not drugging your friends when they don't know about it. I'm, I'm guessing we no. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Not Travis. Well, yeah. Well, Travis is. I, 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 I would. Know. I would. I would not fuck someone up beyond belief. But I could not. I wouldn't put Molly in your drink. Okay. But I might. I might slip you a, a, a like a cannabis gummy. That might happen and make yeah, your Travis night fun. Would, Travis was thinking. I might. Gummy, I might root gummy you. up your butt. Yeah. No, I. I might. I, I might slip you a Mickey. Yeah, Grindhouse. How how can yeah. you swear by this when you roofied Sam? I don't get See this. this. Right. Well, I, well, I, well, I tried, but he was roofie proof, so it didn't work. He's roofie you know? proof. He's roofie proof, <laughs> man. Yeah. No, no, we don't endorse drugging your friends unless they unless they like drugs. There you go. Sure. Good enough. We yeah, bought back back against the house, and Barbara is just she just looks like she's super wound up, and she's super sad, and she hears something, and she goes out to the garage, and her car is fucked. Fucked up like all kinds of fucked up and because of course you know she's talking to and he's like goddamn kid and she's just like oh she calls she calls sienna sienna calms her down a little bit and whatever they had their little touching moment yeah i like i like this conversation a lot actually no go ahead then talk about it just just barbara finds the car it's it's fucked up but it's just stuff you can wipe away or wash away it's not like jonathan didn't take a bat to it well she thinks it's jonathan but i don't think it is um, no, I don't think it is either. We'll no, find out. We'll find out bit. why. But she's mad at Jonathan for it because he ran off, and it's just egg cream, like uh, shaving cream and eggs and whatever else. And that's when Sienna talks her mom off the ledge, high on Molly, drunk as fuck. Uh, sorry. And she, she mm-hmm. they basically just have like this moment of like, mom, it's all right, you know. And yeah. I love you, mom, and I really love you. And and her mom comes back, and they have a nice last conversation. And I think that that. In this fucked up world and universe, and our universe is just as fucked up as Art the Clowns, that's a nice thing to have is one last good conversation with someone you love. Yeah. Amen to that. Yep. And then she wipes some away, and you get a <laughs> cut off. Is it a double barrel or a single barrel? That's a I double barrel. It's a that's cut a off sawed, double. That's a sawed off coach gun is what that is. And yeah. those things make a fucking boom. I mean, that's a boom. That, that's yeah. a yeah, our... He removes he removes her face. I've got to say, of all the of all the deaths in this movie, this is the one I would choose if I had to choose one. Uh-huh. It's it's basically a second scalping. He just, I mean, he like because her whole scalping thing just goes against the wall and just kind of slides down. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, nice art, and quick. Art yep. blows Mama Barbara's head off, and then oh, oh. Now, now we get back to the the club. Uh, and this is where we're gonna we're basically about to jump into our third act here. Yeah. Uh, Sienna starts seeing the pale girl. Yeah, oh, and then she freaks her. out. Yeah, and then, boom, back to the house. Jonathan's home. He's had his run around the neighborhood. He's calmed down, whatever, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. And uh, you know, he walks into the house, and he sees his mother sitting at the at the dinner table. And, she and we is... get the second funniest part of the movie. Mashed potato oh, yeah. Johnson. Oh, yeah. Potato Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Art walks in with his little dinner bell and he's ringing the little dinner bell and he has and he's an wearing apron. the apron and he has shit. The apron on. Dude, oh, he's so good, fucking awesome. Yeah, he's so yeah. good right here. This yeah, is those Freddy just... Krueger shenanigans right here. Yeah. Oh, for he... sure. And then he just feeds the mashed potatoes to mom. Just oh, oh he stuffs them in there. God. For anyone who can't picture this, just basically picture like a blown out fucking asshole like a perforated fucking or what do they call a a, a, a what lap lapsed asshole prolapsed asshole getting shoved full of mashed potatoes that's what this scene is all right you get you you get your fucking 
yeah, you get you get all the custard that you'd ever want from the potato family. Potatoes don't make custard. I don't care. It's the nightclub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Come Jonathan on, custard what? Jonathan gets kidnapped, and Sienna Sword also. Uh, Art takes that because he sees it and he likes it, and uh, th- th- that that's going to prove to be pretty important in the story right here. Th- again, Ooh, that's all a of bit this... of, that's a bit of an oversight on him on his part. Uh, yeah, well, and he doesn't know. He, again, he's a cosmic tool. He is not a cosmic force. He's a tool for cosmic forces. I think. Um, True. Fair. Because he doesn't know all, and he basically loses twice, and we'll get to that. But Brooke and her boyfriend Jeff—I guess that's her boyfriend, right? The the, the yeah. di- just the tip fella. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. They're, they're driving. Jeff, Je- oh, good old Jeffy boy. They're driving <laughs> her home. Um, and Sienna's basically just take take me home, you know. Having still kind of having a freak out, but she gets a phone call from Jonathan. This part is so it's so. This is the movie fucking with the audience too, because yeah, the movie, it's showing the audience. While Art's driving the van with Jonathan passed out in the back, uh, the pale girl is on the phone mimicking Jonathan's voice to perfection. Yeah, and basically tricks Sienna into having Brooke and Jeff take her to this abandoned amusement park in order to save Jonathan from what she don't even know. When they finally get there, Sienna goes off on her own. And um, this is where you see the terrifier haunted attraction, right? right. So awesome. it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, so... This is very Disney-esque in, like, we're going to make a movie after a theme park ride, except it's just a fictional ride in this universe. It, it's just a weird little tie-in, and I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, but it kind of made me think, like, was there a point where, like, art was, uh, like, a carny like, yeah. at some point? Yeah. yeah. And then was the payroll girl maybe his first... We, t- we touched on this in the first yeah. part. Yeah, like his first kill. Was that, like, and I, I think so, but then I think... Like him mimicking himself after one of the like the scare rides at the carnival mm-hmm. was, I so I sort of go all the way back to the very first terrifier when he's sitting at a bench or like at a desk and he's putting the makeup on and things. Like I think that he might have been at that carnival when he started. Yeah, like at I, his make, at his makeup bench, you know. I like this I theory, agree. and I agree with it. Yes, I like this theory. Yeah, I think I think that Emily is the little. The little ghost of his first murder is is that's kind of what I'm what I'm going with as well. And and Ricky has said also that uh, it's it's she is the entity or at least the representation of the entity that is resurrecting Art the Clown. Yeah, that's that's that was my perspective. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I agree with both of these things. I think the entity is taking the form of his first victim and all of this. So we'll see how that plays out in part three. Uh, cause that shit is definitely fucking coming. But while Sienna is looking through the amusement park, Art the Clown visits Brooke and Jeff. You want to talk about some, some Night of the Demon shit. All right. You mm-hmm. get, you get the castration from hell. There is stabbing. There is ripping. Uh, poor Jeff. Does he get it worse than, no, well, no, no. Allie gets it the worst, but Jeff gets it pretty bad, man. I wouldn't want my shit all fucking cut up and ripped off and all that. Art the Clown's a piece of shit. No, he's cool. No, I love him, but he's a piece of shit. Uh, he's cool, bro. You're being hard on him. He's, <laughs> just, br- he's just brutal. He's, I mean, he 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 does. He's just all- brutally honest, bro. He's he, not an he asshole. Does, he does all the things that we wish we could do every day. That's what he yeah, does. Bro. When you're when you're when you're 
at the, the the supermarket and there's that fucking bitchy cunt in front of you who's like arguing over a 35 cent coupon, you wish you could hang her upside down and cut her open stem to stern. You wish you could, but you can't because you're a civilized person. So uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Won't edit that out. Um, don't. After, <laughs> after, 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 <laughs> fucking no. That's how I feel every day. I do the, arbi- the arbitrary thin line. <laughs> It's, Art- it, it, it isn't even arbitrary to me. There's people I wish I could smoke every day. I just don't because I got common fucking courtesy. Okay. And hashtag common courtesy the nightclub. Okay. This is this That's is a this. free country. Unfortunately, you're allowed to be a dipshit. I just don't like it. Hashtag not. Um, Art, Art castrates and kills Jeff, and he chases Sharpface into the fucking amusement park. We meet the bathroom, another bathroom from hell, right? Like this is a nasty, gnarly bathroom where Brooke gets taken down. I love Art stalking her and her basically reaching for anything she can and being like, stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, all, bud. All the while behind Art's back. Cause he's got, he's got his, his signature weapon for this movie is that little bedpost full of fucking nails and scissors and shit, right? Like that's like his weapon of the movie that he's carrying around. It's, it's in the posters. And Brooke, instead of facing that weapon right away, she gets the fucking acid. To the face, the acid bath, yep, yeah. in the face, cut straight just, to the dome. Just prior to that, though, you have Jonathan who sees the pale girl, and the pale girl's face has been cut up just like our first survivor, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Face has mm-hmm. been all chopped to shit, and that was like such a great a tie into the first movie, but like then cementing the little pale girl's kind of position in the lore, like you know she's coming back. There's no way she can't come back. How about how about art? beaten broke down and then oh, pulling her heart her still beating brutal. heart out and eating it brutal it's just awesome for me and that's I, why he was toying with her because he wanted that thing to still be beaten by the time he pulled it out just like the uh aztecs used to do <laughs> when they'd rip then they when they'd pull your heart out to give it to kukulakan or whatever his fucking name is <laughs> if it was still beating then it was considered like a uh a more prestigious sacrifice so they they really ran you through the ringer trying to trying to scare the shit out of you as much as they could before they'd sacrifice you. Uh-huh. And I think that's kind of the same thing Art was doing because he was toying with her. After he's toying with her, Sienna finds Brooks's corpse. And this is when we get our showdown, the showdown that we've been waiting the showdown. for. Ugh. And as expected, Art overpowers Sienna. In that first. awesome bathroom. In that gnarly, nasty, Dude, nasty. I, I'd, eat, I'd eat pizza in that bathroom. I'm just saying. It's not that bad. If I walked in there holding the slice, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't pick up a slice off the fucking you floor. You wouldn't find though. it? Up, you wouldn't pick it up off the floor and eat it? No. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. You and Ross and y'all's big bag of flies and nasty shit, Terrifier bathroom pizza can go suck some fucking nasty-ass bleedy dicks. Dude, oh. I bet... I bet if you would use that bathroom, you would put toilet paper all over that toilet seat before you sat on it. I wouldn't use the bathroom in that bathroom. Honestly, I would shit myself before I'd shit in that bathroom. Not even well, kidding. You don't have to shit yourself. You could just shit on the floor in that bathroom. I'm saying if it's too late, if it, if I arrive <laughs> at the bathroom and it's too fucking late and I, the last thing I do is open the stall and see what I see and it's coming out <clears throat> in five seconds, I'm shitting myself straight up. <laughs> Straight oh, up. Just pull your pants down and shit on the floor. I don't have time. Get swifty. I, I don't have time to get swifty. I just either got to shit or shit. I'm giving you time. Get, I'm giving you time. Just well, shit then on I'll, the floor. I'll shit on the floor. Cause All right. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Sienna gets beat down by Art. She she doesn't really stand much of a chance at first, but at the, she's still doubting herself. And he beats her pretty good. But Jonathan 
he he decides to chase Jonathan down. The movie is getting into the the final chase scene. This is it. This is the brother and the sister. They've they've got all the premonitions. They've got all the history. They've got everything in their back pocket as far as they know when it comes to, you know, Art the Clown. Now they're facing this terrifier down himself. Jonathan doesn't manage to get away. He's getting cat of nine tailed left and mm-hmm. right by Art the Clown, which I thought this is cool that Damien Leon was like, he's a clearly he's a teenager and it's a teenager right. playing a teenager. I don't think Elliot Fulham is in his 20s yet, right? There ain't no way. He's I'm still, not sure. I don't think he is. And and so to, sh- to show this level of brutality towards a child in a movie, it's it's, it's pretty red. Yeah, it's dope. I like it. I think there should be more violence towards children in movies, personally. But that's my <laughs> that's just my opinion. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I just you know, <laughs> it's just how I feel. Well, violence. I'm just like Art the Clown. Violence? I'm brutally honest. Violence affects everybody. Nobody's immune to it. Look that's at true. our world today. Look at our fucking world today. There, I mean. True. And just because you decide to put it on camera as part of your story doesn't make it bad. It's just it's what's happening. Well, I like I like in this scene, though, when Sienna does wake up and she musters the strength in that shit gnarly bathroom to get up and go fight to again. get up and cover herself, cover him up with her own self. That was I was like, man, and she takes the flame. and just the just oh. the shots of like the feathers flying and shit when she's getting whipped. It's just gnarly. It's just gnarly shit. It's good. That's that's some almost art art house shit right there, Mister Damien Leone. That that is some really good shit yeah, right but... there. When she oh, this... fucking grabs that cat of nine tails though, and oh, Art's yeah. like, well, she has enough. Art's like, Oof. what? What? What the fuck? Like basically, oh, like his, yeah, his he looks face. like he's mad at her. Like, like really? Well, it's the first time between the two movies where Art is back on his heels. You know, he spent this entire movie, even the first movie when he shot himself, he was completely in charge. Everything was going exactly as he wanted it. This was mm. the first time. I think so. This was the first time when he was like, uh-oh. I'd say, I would yeah, say I don't people, know. He's gotten, I would he's, say, got, he's gotten ghost-faced a few times where he was knocked back on his heels. A few yeah, times. Yeah, because old girl knocked him with that big with that big lump of wood for a while. But And, and she but kicked I him in the face was... and knocked him down by the van. Um, There's some parts in part one where he gets hurt and he falls down and shit. And if they would have stayed on him, they could have got him, but they didn't do Maybe. it. Well, but but it's you never... know, he'd be carrying too, boy. He does Second Amendment slasher, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's never more than a moment, though, that he's, that he's rattled. In this one, when she grabbed that cat of nine tails and yanked it out he of his hand, he looked super rattled. He, he did like, look super rattled shit. right there. Yeah, because he's got his slash. arms out like. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's your that's your title right there. I the think second, it might be the Second Amendment slasher. Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> when he was a Colt forty five and then a fucking Tommy gun. Oh yeah, he's just he's he's two a all day. He he gets stabbed in the back of the head. Um, all kinds of shit happens to him, but he doesn't die. He don't like, give a fuck. He does not die. He just keeps coming like he's he just pulls it out. He just goes all day. It's the feeling that he is coming. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Arnold. <laughs> all day, it's like I am coming. I'm coming mm. all day. There's a, there's like twice this happens where Sienna gets knocked down and he chases Jonathan again. Like even Art's losing focus here because you have someone who's compatible, but you keep going towards her younger brother because you're just too gleefully ridiculous um and this this allows sienna to attack him again but this time this is where the movie goes this is where the movie goes phantasm mode in my opinion because art manages to kill sienna and throw her into a 
Well, at first he throws her through the floor of the amusement park. And, and then get, he pushes her, yeah. Into like some sort of water torture well, thing. To, well, it was like a it was a big dunk tank. That's what it was. Well, I, well, I think no, it, let, no, let's I paint think the picture. It was, but, let's but paint the picture. I, as and he this, pushes her, it's not a dunk tank yet. It's just a hole in no, the floor. It's, it's a big red flashing hole in the floor it's, that kind of was indicative of hell, going to a, hell. It's, right. a, it's a candle lit hole in this underground basement area that's all earthen and then she goes through that as well that's when she ends up in houdini land and she's in this water tank at the clown cafe no less correct so we're back in this dream she had before but she's dead and she's in the water tank and this is where the movie completely it doesn't lose me as far as my attention but it loses me as far as i have no idea what the plot is doing i have no idea and does it bother me not enough for it to take away from the movie but i am curious as to what the fuck they meant for this to be because oh, i think they just meant for it to be some sick nightmare logic okay yeah, okay I mean, fine and that's dude, fine there's even that's... there's even a tentacle i see you right house there's even a tentacle holding her foot that's you know fine what I mean? that's fine enough for now but one day i want i want some maybe maybe some semi answers okay that's a fair request well, I think a couple of things. A, I think going back to the Clown Cafe is a part of going back to the carnival. The carnival being Art's stomping ground, the place that he's the most comfortable and the place that he's the most powerful. Okay, so okay. I think to me that makes total sense. The push through the hole, yeah, there's definitely some dream logic, like cosmic, really cosmic shit happening there. Mm-hmm. But if you look if you look at Sienna as a character and how she's like embraced her her dad and his philosophies and his drawings and things like that, She's a cosmic lady. So most of this to me makes perfect sense. It's like, this could all happen. And like I said, I did think that that tank resembled like an old school dunk tank, but it was oh, yeah. like one yeah, she couldn't definitely. escape from. And then to Ricky's point, there was a tentacle holding her in there. So that was part of like Art's evil lore sort of thing, like holding her in there, like helping him destroy her because she was at, at least an equal, if not better power. But then we come to find out that going back to her, her dad's lore, um, that that sword that she had, the one that survived the fire, the one that or- that Art stole, and then stabbed her with before he shoved her into the hellhole, yeah, is a very very powerful article, a very powerful um, artifact. 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 Thank yeah. you. Edit. Uh, <laughs> the EMF reader's going crazy right now. Yeah. What is this EMF reader? Y'all need to stop with the shit that we didn't even reference in the first half, you motherfuckers. Nightclub, I am now. (laughs) But then just the fact that she's in there and then that you see in that in the ashes when so Jonathan wakes up and he finds art like eating his foot, right? Or (laughs) why does art why does art always resort like this is art's MO or his or not MO, this is his end game. He's like, I can't wait to get that fresh meat (laughs) cut. I can't wait to start munching on somebody. That's fresh, fresh that. That that yeah, that could that's better that, than T boys. That's fresh, fresh. That Cthulhu clown wants to mangeka. Oh, what oh. he's gonna mangeka? Well, just going. It just goes back to Allie. I mean, I, I'm guessing to me that the bleach was to clean off the meat, and the salt was just to season it. So he's like, he's like, Penny, he's like Pennywise over here. That's a Pretty good much. point. I didn't think <laughs> of that. Yeah, yeah. But then, so then that sword starts to glow. Now we get we flash back to Sienna in her big dunk tank torture chamber thing. You know, you see that they showed that. And this was a really effective scene for me when they showed that stab wound that she had in her abdomen. Glowing, yeah, but well, 
but just before that, sword. it was like it was like actively bleeding in yeah. the water. That was right. super effective for me. I don't know why. I just I have it in my notes. It, was it looks real. Awesome. It it looks real. It looks like you would actually. I mean, it looks like a wound with the the uh, the effects in this movie. I mean, well, that tells you. Yeah, it also looks really, really know about really David real. Leon's capabilities. He's he's a more than capable effects guy. You yeah. know what else is really real? When that shit starts glowing and that sword starts glowing because it's at least a plus two sword and <laughs> that fucking shit. That shit's that shit's really real, cuz. Well, Sienna breaks loose from her water torture chamber. Uh, very, very, again, this is motherfucking Sienna Houdini here. Yeah. She get, she she resurrects herself. She comes back right. to life now. She becomes Wonder Woman, and I'm here for it. Yeah, that's goddamn right. And she gets the sword. And now, now, this is the third time I believe in the film they actually show down for a fight. Mm-hmm. Sienna returns and takes on Art the Clown. Yeah, she's so serious and confident with that sword too. She's just like, "Fuck you," and exactly. I love, I love how he's cringing at first, but then he just gives her his neck because he don't give a fuck, bro. He really well, don't give a fuck at this point. Well, but when she comes up there though, and she's got the sword, she sort of slowly lights up all over, and she becomes a true Valkyrie. She does. Yeah, she becomes yeah, a but... Valkyrie. It's fuck. I, I, I hate to keep using this term because I'm starting to understand it the more I hang out with you, Swamp Gators. But it's cosmic as fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got becomes, no, this this movie's cosmic as fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she just becomes the Valkyrie. And it, but the Valkyrie from her dad's art, which is even cooler. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. I agree. It's all that yeah. familia love right there. Familia more, I guess. I don't know. I'm combining Spanish and Italian. I don't I don't care. A little bit, yeah. But then to Ricky's point, yeah, she's stabbing him and slashing him and then right at the end there, he just he looks at her and he smiles and cocks his head and offers his neck up and she just goes whack, 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 and then boom, boom. But don't the head tumbles. It's I'll all what, going according to was, plan. It was telegraphed like a motherfucker. I don't care. I still loved it. I still Hell loved yeah. it. Art Art gave up and it's almost like he knew something because in this in the following scene that and the last scene of the movie proper, Sienna approaches Jonathan, everything seems to be okay, and then Emily, the pale girl, shows up, she grabs Art's head, and then leaves without saying a word. Well, she never talks like Art. But she doesn't even interact really with Jonathan or Sienna. She just kind of looks at him. And while the credits are rolling, we do f- have one last scene in the film. We have yeah. a stinger. That's like a Marvel movie all of a sudden. Well, we, yeah, go, kinda, yeah. we go to this. Except insane. this is way better than every other Mar- than every Marvel <laughs> movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, it just it just is, bro. Like I'm, I'm just saying, all the cape shit. Like, okay, cool, I get it, but but, but no. But you have an insane asylum where Victoria Hayes is going absolutely insane. In the membrane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I'll tell you what, let's pop back just a little minute here because if you if you you can tie this second movie directly into the first, when you have that moment where Art knows that he's been beaten, at least for now. But he's movie, still in control in some and, way. Yeah, in the first movie he caps himself, but then we get to the uh, we get to the coroner's office and we have that Frankenstein, Frankenstein moment, yeah, right? Exactly, all the electricity, and he's somehow. And so I don't think, like, I don't think his Archie, EMF, his EMF level was five. Cause... It was five all day long, yeah. And so I don't think he's. <laughs> I think he knows that he's he's beaten for the moment, but he hasn't lost, uh-huh. and right. it seems like he's right. perfectly fine with it. I think I think that's why he gives her his neck. Like he's like, okay, cool, yeah, have fun. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back. You, I'll give you your moment, bitch, but I'll be back. Right, yep. mm-hmm. and, After being... and that's and that's why this I think is going to turn out to be a 
uh, an epic showdown, you know, sooner or later, or yeah. or maybe not. Maybe it'll just be back and forth like some Laurie Strode, Meyer, Michael Myers bullshit, but God, just way better damn. and way more epic. <laughs> I hope it never comes to it. that level. <laughs> well, this is beautiful. even if it even if it does, it's going to be way better and way more epic. Well, it's it's beautiful in the fact that it it well one thing specifically that stood out to me. That I said it, it in. I don't care. No, I think you're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> it took us two movies to give us a final girl, okay? And right. the final girl came in there and basically whooped his ass, he used her Valkyrie magic to whoop his ass. But we know that he's not down. But, like, even in the first movie, the final girl kind of wasn't the final. I mean, she kind of was, but... She's the first survivor. Again, this Terrifier 1 is the prequel to any other slasher movie. It's the movie that comes before. It's the movie that in every other slasher film... That's the lore you hear about the killer before you actually see the killer. Terrifier 2 is the first movie, technically. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, like, like Terrifier Part 1 is like the the The, 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 the proto-movie. Yeah, right. it's like the myth. So I, I agree think, with you, Grindhouse. It takes two movies, and we do finally get yeah. our final girl, and she's the best. The first movie was awesome. The second movie was double awesome. And I still know next to nothing about what's going on. And I cannot fucking wait for the next one. I cannot exactly. fucking wait. Fuck yeah, well, dude. At the end of this one, we have Victoria Hayes writing Vicky plus art with like the little heart around it in the insane <laughs> asylum. And I thought that was very cute. It's oh, very like cute. Mm-hmm. And the film ends with her screaming and giving birth. To Magically the... giving birth. Yeah. To the live head of Art the Clown. I like when she's like licking it clean and stuff. It's the best. you guys pick up who the nurse was yeah it's a clown cafe lady yeah the clown cafe playing banjo lady yeah yeah but let's not let's not skip over the fact that uh chris jericho chris jericho Uh that's his name (laughs) let's not skip over the fact that chris jericho is in this movie for three seconds enjoying his his holiday brain dessert with a little bit of eyeball jelly. I love his cameo. I thought he was very, like, I hope Chris Jericho is a character going forward in the franchise because no no joke, I'm a wrestling fan and I follow Jericho from WCW to WWE. Jericho's a rad dude, bro. But to say as a wrestling fan, Y2J, on the mic, Jericho is one of the best that there ever was. He can get an audience on his side or against him like easily. He has charisma and he's got chops. Just like the nightclub. Just like yeah. the nightclub. We got yeah, something well, in common with Chris Jericho. Wow, no, look at that. No, look, no, let's, all, let's, all they do, all they do is love us. All they do is message love us. him. Yeah, message no. him. Oh, message Jericho? Under, yeah, he's oh, coming yeah. on the show. All right, Jericho, I'm I'm coming for you. Hashtag Jericho Nightclub. He can, Night, he can bring some Fozzie riffs. 
Hashtag yeah. nightclub is Jericho. There you go. Oh, That's from our wrestling. Walls of Jericho. Yeah. No. What? I was just going to say, when they're standing at the desk and they're talking about Halloween and the desserts and whatever else, and the nurse is sitting there just going, Yeah, but she don't know where the song comes from. Again, there's that fucking cosmic dream logic shit that is just it. Again, we don't understand much of this lore, but they're giving us these little fucking crumbs and they're slowly tying this shit together. Crumb. Like I said, I I talked, I talked, I talked to Damian Leone at Spookala, and he told me maybe he tells this to everybody. I don't give a fuck. I'm special. I'm going to pretend I'm special. He told me that he. (laughs) He told me that he's writing Terrifier 3. And okay, he's actually, I mean, he has all this idea stuff, but he's actually writing it. Yeah. And I told him when it comes time to crowdfund or to do whatever else, to let fucking people know, because you know what? I will give him a kidney. If well, that's he, he ain't got to anymore. He signed a deal. He's good. He, well, he did, but you never know. And I'm I'm a little bit afraid of the fact that he signed a deal. I'm nah. a little bit of, I, they they know well, what they're I, buying. They know what they're this buying. This is me. This is me. This is just Grindhouse talking. I'm a little bit afraid. I'm a little bit afraid that it might have to be. Nah, I'm going to season your sorrowful thoughts with something optimistic. They know what they bought. They know what they got. I guarantee you he said going in, it's my show or no show. I promise you. He already has come that. out. He's already come out and said that Terrifier 3, he wants to go back to the roots. He wants to make it creepy. He wants to shorten the runtime. He wants to give the audience what they want and and make it the most scariest, most brutal one yet. So I'm excited for Terrifier 3. But I want to say final thoughts and ratings on Terrifier 2. I know you two motherfuckers are – Grindhouse, you've done what you've done for Terrifier 2. Ricky, I know you've been a fan of this since the, the onset. But I don't know if I'm the biggest fan out of all three of us. Um, so my final thoughts and rating for Terrifier 2, final thoughts here, performances, I have no problems with anybody in this movie. I think everyone does a top-notch job from every victim to, 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 uh, Sienna, the mom, the brother, Art the Clown is, he has cemented him himself as a horror icon with this film. Not, not, not even considering what the movie itself did, but just the, the portrayal of the character. The gore, it's next level. It's one of the most gruesome films I've ever seen. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. Like the slasher effects in this movie are amazing for any era ever. And the score, again, now art has a theme. We heard it in Terrifier, but we've heard it again. We've heard it redone. It's officially there. Like we have a soundtrack. We have a theme for this character. Every Everything is coalescing to make the perfect slasher icon for this generation. I think we have it. When it comes to this movie, I do have some issues with the runtime. Slightly. Slightly. And I'm going to say it like this. Does the runtime bother me personally when I watch the film? No. Do I have moments I'm watching it and I can say I could trim this out and make a shorter, more cohesive story? Yes. I think there's – a, especially the third act, it's way too long and there's way too much – back and forth we didn't need art the clown to chase jonathan down multiple times and there's just a few parts that 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 do kind of drag regardless of how objectively awesome the movie is for a horror fan that's looking for this kind of thing like me like us i don't i don't care what you say there's shit in it that's like it could just be cut it could and it, and it could make the story flow a lot better that being said this movie's a fucking 10 it's a 10 it's easily a 10 art the fucking clown man Terrifier 2, man. Damien Leone, man. 
He even recognizes the shortcomings of the second one. He said himself, I'm going to chop it down. It ain't going to be this long. Trust me. Like he knows. So my little small, tiny nitpick of the runtime doesn't even matter. It's still a 10. It's still something people need to see. This is a once in a generation movie. Okay. Or, or, or double bill. I would say you got to see the first one too. So there it is. 10 out of 10. Damien Leone's Terrifier 2 fucking owning the world of horror in 2022. This the, it's It's got to be the most talked about film in the horror community of the year. It's got to be. This movie is solid. 7.5. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. This movie is a 10. It's a 10. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's a long slasher. Yeah, you could cut shit out of it. Any monkey could. That doesn't mean it it has to be cut. That doesn't mean it needs to be cut. Agree, agree. Yes, this movie borders on the absurd because it's cosmic as fuck. And I'm here for all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the absurd, the Wonder Woman, the the cosmic clown, the the tentacles, the fucking dunk tanks. Give me that shit. I can't wait for Damien Leon to make Terrifier 3. Ricky, how about when 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 Art rips Alice half her fucking face off in the bedroom scene. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, bro. I wanted to get your thoughts on the bedroom scene and I didn't get them really. How I already brutal. told you everything. I, oh, dude, full tub. <laughs> told you everything you needed to know. <laughs> it's, 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 so it's, that, it did, it, it did make me uncomfortable. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a brutal scene and it's a brutal movie. Yes. And it's fun to watch. No. Okay. It's, it's a perfect blend of horror and comedy without being a comedy movie. That's what I wanted to ask you is what do you think about I want you took the words out of my mouth. Do you think it's a horror comedy or do you think no. it's a horror with some comedy in it? I think it's just a pure horror movie that is pretty funny at times. Uh-huh. Which makes it even sicker. <laughs> I love I love that. I love that. Thank you. That's that's the answer that I was hoping for. Thank you. It's just a little I think it's a little more depraved that way. It's depraved, cuz hashtag Rickles depraved. Other than that, Fuck it. I feel like I've just said everything I need to say, dude. It's a 10. Now we're going to leave it to the man himself that has honestly gone far above and beyond to not only put the nightclub out there, but interact with the creators and performers of Terrifier 2. Grindhouse went to Spookala. That's on a previous Dunes Cantina episode. Go check that out where him and Sam and Ross all visit Spookala. Dude, what you've done... And, 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 and what you did representing the show is so next level. And my gratitude, as we've spoken about in private and on the podcast, and I'll say it now, it's like, I can't even, I can't even like, so you, 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 you threw yourself full force into this, but it's because you also really love this movie. So tell us your final thoughts and ratings on Damien Leone's Terrifier 2. So I probably said before that when I went to the theater to see this movie, I had an idea of what to expect. Um, I had some expectations. But then I walked in and I got a bunch of normal movie previews. And then I got a preview for Maximum Overdrive, which blew my mind. And then I got a preview for Night of the Demons, which all the way blew my mind and had me asking if I was in the right multiverse. I had no idea where the fuck I was and what the fuck was going on. So I sat through this movie watch the entire thing, watch the stinger, and then making of uh, afterwards. It was basically seeing a Lord of the Rings movie. And I walked out of this movie so fucking happy and so giddy that it was just ridiculous. 
the balls that it takes as a director and a creator from Damien Leone to capitalize on the success of the first Terrifier, a movie that was made for $35,000. And to have a quarter of a million dollars and to make a two and a half hour long slasher movie that for me, I've seen this movie 10 times now, engaged me every second of the fucking movie. I loved, I loved this fucking movie. For all the people that argue that it's too long, um, okay, I, I would I would argue that your attention span's too short. We have a new slasher, okay? Think about all the horror movies that are made and how many people try to create a new slasher, try to invigorate something. Um, and it's pretty rare um, that we can get something of this level that gets to keep coming and keep giving us more. And from a just a fucking mastermind like Damien Leone, I mean, this guy, he knows what he's doing. He walks the walk, he talks the talk, but when you meet him in person, he's just a fucking dude. He's a fucking dude that likes horror and he likes to talk about it and he likes to engage with his fans. He doesn't, he doesn't treat you like a piece of shit. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't just brush you off. He will talk to you as long as you want to talk to him. When I was at Spookala, every one of the performers that was there had a booth, right? And usually you got to pay some money to like engage. You, you didn't hear. You could walk up and you could talk for free. I, I loved my experience in Florida. The The reality is I already love this movie. That's why I went to Florida. I don't love the movie because I went to Florida. I went there because this movie has driven me to a place in my horror fandom that I haven't been in for years. Between the soundtrack, between the, the clown cafe, the characters, every one of the actors I met was just absolutely awesome. I hate to use the word, but it's aroused me for horror again. I am horny <laughs> for horror again. <laughs> I just want it. This movie is a, this, this movie, I've said it before, this movie is a fucking masterpiece. As much as I want to give this movie a 10, Grindhouse. Much as I want to give it a 10, you son of a I don't, bitch. I don't give anything a 10. You gave it a 10 already. I didn't. I have never officially said that it's a 10. I'm going to officially say that's bullshit. Don't, 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 don't worry about it, Ricky. I already got it. Don't worry about it. I, I'm doing it. Get ready for those dream chimes. The movie's fucking terrible. And it's a 10. And it's a 10. <laughs> Nightclub! It's a 10. Uh, uh, it's a 10. Oh! It's a 10. It's a 10. And I'm part recording two, this. Part two as well. It's yes, you are. And I'm aware of that. And I said it anyway. Uh, this movie on my scale of 1 to 10 is a 13. I cannot wait for fucking Terrifier Ooh. 3. Um, I cannot wait for the cons Ooh. and the associated... It's the top of my list for the year for 2020. There's you, nothing that nothing that even jumped, comes close. You just jumped twelve because on nightclub we give fucking crazy shit eleven out of tens. You jumped twelve and went straight to thirteen, baby. You're goddamn right, I did because twelve damn. is just it, that's just a foot and that's just boring. So yeah, I went to I went to thirteen. This is not a sure. shocking. This, this movie, movie, this movie, is, Baker's dozen. This yeah. movie's a foot and, a, and an inch, cause <laughs> just gave like, it a Baker's dozen, just like you, Travis, a foot and an inch. <laughs> it's it's a it's a masterpiece i love it um like i said if you think it's too long like i said i think your attention span is just too short well in 2020 there is no better horror movie than terrifier 2 nothing nothing comes close nothing holds a fucking candle to terrifier 2 oh there's some stuff that comes close uh yeah i would say no in my opinion yeah no, it does that, that, that's just for I me have- that's for me at the per- end of the day. Personal yeah. opinions at the end of the day. Yeah, there's stuff that comes close. I got a couple surpasses. of nines on my list. I got a couple of nines. I only got one thirteen. 
Dude, for, for, for everyone too. out there who's never listened to the nightclub before, for Grindhouse to give something a 10, much less a 13, which no one's ever given that on the show, so it's a new rating. But Grindhouse has never given anything a 10, so he didn't give this a 10. He gave it a fucking 13. Again, the magical chimes. He said it before. It's in there now. But yes, that's this is history I, making for the podcast for his own life, I would imagine. I've been, I've been telling you for two years, I don't give movies 10. Because you I ain't always, seen it yet. I ain't seen it yet. I always yeah. feel like there's room for improvement. Things can be done better. Um, you know, like tri- like trimming a few minutes. Just acting a few. can be no, no, just a few. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, sure. Nope, not even a little bit. Not just even a few. A bit. Nope. Like it how is... they repeat the clown cafe a few times. It's like you could trim that a little bit. Or how, like I said no. before, art no. and Sienna are fighting too much. No, it is. It is. I agree. No, every if okay. Watch this movie enough times, you will see that every scene is building towards something. Every scene brings a little bit more of either Sienna's character or Art's depravity into the whole thing. Every scene adds something. This movie is perfect. Let's say for the for the sake of the audience, okay, like the whole the 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 the, the royal we of the audience. I can still watch this movie and appreciate it all the way, all two hours and 16 minutes of its runtime. Yeah, me too. Can, can I see parts that can totally be trimmed and it's not going to affect the overall experience? Absolutely. Yes. But I'm an editor, and that's why I'm saying I can see where this movie could be trimmed a little bit. Does it take away from the enjoyment for me? Fuck no. Everyone should – this is like the extended edition, bitch. This right. is like look, So Exactly. For, for the people out there that love the theatrical Lord of the Rings version, I'm there for you. I understand. You don't want to watch a four-hour movie three times in a row. I get that. But I would say always watch the extended edition, and I would always say watch the full version of Terrifier 2. It's yeah, still and I would, say that, I would say that as a director, it takes balls to say, you know what? I'm making the director's cut, and that's the final, and everybody eat it. Oh, definitely. Damien Leone's got that. some big salty balls, dude. He's I'm got them dude. big bloody scalped off balls, and, and I think that's why the company he signed with knows what they bought. For every moment of this movie that seems like the pace dips a little bit and we get into sort of a little bit of a valley, I'm going to say this. Those, for me, were the little moments where I could catch my breath, and yeah. I like that about a movie. Just I like, like Mad God. Yeah, uh, it has a I'm lot being of those a dig. I'm being a dig. I'm being a dig. Sorry. <laughs> Matt, Mad God is a Dairy Queen soft serve ice cream cone pile of shit, but that's okay. Oh, that's I was going to say it sounds pretty good the way you're saying it, but no, that no, part at the, the end there, that's. It, it was the soft serve. Just dude, dude. real mm. slow. Art, Art the Clown might love that soft serve Art shit. Art the Clown would probably eat it, but <laughs> yeah. not me. He probably would. He probably would. <laughs> to horror when it comes to your inner self your inner nerd whatever it is embrace what you embrace as long as it's not mass murder that's bad we don't like that um but you know and what it's Arthur clown's doing it uh-huh horror is alive and well and and arthur clown is our new conductor we just got to get on his fucking train and see where he goes that true cult train huh embrace yourself
before you deface yourself. <laughs> and that's an allusion to all the fucking maiming and 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 slashing and and body hacking, the body mm-hmm. horror. Fucking stay scalping, stay slashing, stay hacking, stay true to yourself. And like Grindhouse said, horror is alive and well. And Art the Clown at the Clown Cafe is our fucking conductor. (laughs) (laughs) That made me think of a major pain. Art the Clown's a little engine that could, could. Damien Leon rocks. Stay spooky, bitches. Thank you.